Are you a diehard comic book collector? Or maybe a lapsed fan? Maybe even someone who has never picked up a comic book in their life. Hi, I'm Remso Martinez. And I'm Mark Clare. Every single Wednesday at the Second Print Comics Podcast, Remzo and I take a deep dive into the storylines, character arcs, moments, and events that made us the fans we are today. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are available. Check out more from the Second Print Comics Podcast at secondprintcomics.com. Welcome to the live edition of the Break the Bell podcast. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. We are here live. We've decided this is now a regular thing until yeah. we decide it's not a regular thing. That's and that, usually how that goes. I, yeah, right. Um, I did realize I had the wrong intro music queued up. This is our weekend wrap-up intro music, <laughs> but eh, we'll just we'll just yeah. roll with it. We're, we're giving you the weekend a little early yes. today. By the time I realized it, it was way too late to go back and, yeah. and fix it because we were already live streaming. And, and, and that's the benefit you get from seeing us live. Yes, yes. <laughs> you get to see all our screw-ups. Um, the not-so-clean-cut, cookie-cutter yeah. episode. Um, you get to see <laughs> all our mistakes and exactly. all our fuck-ups. Yeah, here's us in all our glory. There will be plenty of screw-ups. We so promise. We, we <laughs> promise. So We are live, though, um, for the... Second time, second yeah. main episode. We had so much fun last week that we decided, hey, let's do this shit yeah, again. And it was, it was. Yeah, um, uh, we had a caller last week. We are going to have the op- an opportunity for call-ins later on, probably at the beginning of the second half tonight, just like we did um, yeah. last week. So stick around for that. Look, look for the Zoom link when we post that, yeah. and let's call let's in. cram those Zoom lines. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the lines are heating up tonight. <laughs> we got a full board. <laughs> yes. So, how's it going, Bill? It's um, going very well. Yeah. Very well. Yeah, you're ha- as happy to be here as I am. I am. I that, am. Good. Yeah. It was a good day. I mean, it was, what, 60s? It was nice out. That, yeah. I mean, I, I mean anytime you're going to get that. I ate lunch outside. I did, too. There was still, like, a pile of snow out, but yeah. it was just, like, picnic weather yeah. out. So. Yeah. Um, I hear we are going to be getting another a bit of snow. Of this, course, it's Iowa. This, yeah, somebody tried to say that second on the radio that second winter is not a real thing. That Iowans just make that I up. Don't know. And, no. no, I don't believe it. No, you, it is. He has like a Boston accent on an oh, yeah. Iowa radio station, yeah, so, so he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, he, no. Iowa always gets another snow either mid March, early April. So, mid April sometimes. Yeah, right. So just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. So before we get into this week's show, it is time for our coffee fix. Yes. As always, as of the last couple weeks, as always, um, this show is brought to us by uh, Run Your Mouth Coffee, which is coffee producers that also sponsor free speech, sponsor um, all your freedoms, really, Um, liberty-loving coffee brewers, coffee roasters, whatever, whatever you call the people that that make coffee? Yes. They didn't brew it personally. I don't have John Odermatt up in my no. kitchen brewing my coffee. That'd what, be awesome. What, what level do you need to get uh, that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know when that kicks in, but that perk kicks in. But um, again, Run Your Mouth Coffee is brought to us by um, John Odermatt of the Lines of Liberty podcast and Ben Pengi of the 
homeschools and homestead podcast, or no. is it the other way around? Homestead and homeschools. I don't know. I've I don't remember. I'm, I don't have it in front of me. This this yeah. is the first time I don't have it in front of me. So if I butchered that, I'm sorry. It's one or, one or the other. Check check them out. Um, go to rymcoffee.com to get some fresh. Liberty-loving coffee. Once again, this is single-origin coffee. The reason why I still have the same bag is because I choose to only drink it when we're podcasting. Oh, so, um, there you go. My wife has other coffees. I, I, I only order one pack to start with, so um, I do drink it. Yes. But I drink the stuff that she makes, and I won't let her have this because I need it for our podcast. Yeah, but it well, is, it's really good stuff. Y- you want to be a little extra freedom me yes. during the podcast. During the podcast, yes. yes. Again, this is a single origin aged 30 days in a bourbon barrel. This is Rebellion Beans. It's delicious. I'm actually thinking about putting some actual bourbon in with my bourbon nice. coffee. That would be. Nice. I don't know if I'd make it through the live stream, though. <laughs> You'd be like talking to me. I'd have my head down on my desk. Just like. <laughs> It's like Craig, 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 Craig. Craig. <laughs> uh, just, just go without me. You're like, I don't even know what to push. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, and uh, we're gone. <laughs> so check them out, rymcoffee.com. Uh, enter the promo code Break the Bell and get free shipping and 10% off of your order. Do that now. Af- like as you're sitting here listening to us, go to rymcoffee.com. Make sure you can do both at the same time because you don't want to miss us either, but you still want to drink this nice, delicious, liberty-loving coffee. Absolutely. Uh, Support people that support liberty. That's what I have to say uh, about that. If a company supports liberty, I'm going to support them. If they don't, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure, we'll go with that. But um, I like coffee. I still haven't got you to try it yet. I no. was going to get you a cup, but then you brought that big gulp of Mountain Dew in. Yeah, so I, I But sure. I needed caffeine, so you would have... There, there's caffeine in the coffee. I, I know, I know. But... That's where the word caffeine comes from coffee. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Um, anyway, again, rymcoffee.com. That is our coffee fix. But now it is time to get into the show. Yes. So, um, this week we are going to, well, today, not all week, but this no. this week's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, cancel culture, what people call cancel culture, what people are getting, the, the latest outrage of yeah. this week, I guess. Um, some of it I see as kind of ridiculous, but I don't necessarily see it as cancel yeah. culture. Right. Some of it almost seems like people are just making shit up just to, yeah. just I, to throw it at the wall. Yeah. And I, I had, you know, somebody you know, in one of my famous Facebook debates be like, well, it, it cancel culture, only only um, conservatives call it that. Oh, it's yeah? actually holding holding people to a higher standard. It's it's keep holding them accountable for things they do or say. Yeah, I've heard stuff like that. I've heard, yeah. oh, it's, it's just the free market I work in, all kinds of no, stuff like that. Uh, but we'll get into that. Yes. So save that thought. All right, I'm saving it. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about because we have a – Different literary works, different mm. toy products, different um, like historic figures, things yeah. like that in the in the recent weeks that are and people are saying are being canceled. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll we'll take a look at them and see if we think they're actually being canceled. Yeah, if we think cancel culture is actually a thing, because some people say cancel culture is not real. Right. Um, it's just all made up, like you just said. Yeah. But we're gonna dig into all of that. Let's do it. We gotta play this intro video first. Oh, of course. So don't don't get ahead of my intro video. Never. We need. I need that to get me going. Get in here. Um, leave your comments. Share it around. Do all that fun stuff. Check us out on social media uh, when you get a chance. Because I mean, we're all over the social medias, and uh, the more people we can get involved in this live stream, the more 
we will just definitely want to do yeah. it. Right now, we're committed to doing it each week on Mondays. Yeah. But if we're, I mean, if we're getting like zero viewers, <laughs> right, it might not be worth our effort. Which yeah. we've never gotten zero views. No. So um, I thought we did pretty pretty decent last week. So yeah. um, share it around though. Let's see if we can get more and more viewers each week and keep yeah. this thing, keep the snowball effect rolling. Yes. And get this thing bigger and bigger as we move forward. So if you're ready, we're just gonna jump right into this intro video. Let's do it. What did you say? <laughs> You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Uh, uh, um, did you just say? What did you say? You're talking to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? And we are back, and we are live. Did you check our feed to make sure we're still live? We are still live. We are still live. Okay, good. Um, live from, as Bill calls it, the Bell Tower, which yes. is our new recording space here, which I am so glad to be in. I was so glad to be here that oh I actually gosh. came and like cleaned this whole area last night beforehand. I, I you showed up. You're like, what happened? I was like, I cleaned. <laughs> Did you spill something? Why is it clean? <laughs> exactly. I was, I was just like, I have to, I have to spill something to have cleaned. <laughs> and so, um, yes, I, I just really excited to be in the bigger space. We're not yeah. crammed in that no, hot box that we were in before. Yeah. Um, it, it looks official and it's nice and cool. It got so hot upstairs. It is. It is so much, so much cooler. It's probably 20 degrees cooler yeah. down here. So, we are live here in the bell tower, as you yeah. call it. So yes. we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, I like that. Even though you just gave away that it was in the basement. All right. Way to go. <laughs> you can censor that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So um, speaking of censoring out, if uh, <laughs> if um, if we do get cut, if our feed gets cut for whatever reason, like playing possibly copywritten music, or for if we drop our internet or anything like that, you can always find us... Every Wednesday on your favorite pla uh, podcasting platforms, on YouTube, um, all over the place, on all the social media platforms. We still are releasing this as a main episode, just like we always did before. We're just live streaming it as we record it, so you yep. get to see the process and yes. the screw-ups and all the stuff that I usually spend hours editing out on <laughs> Tuesday night. You get to see all those. So maybe that'll just make me do a little less editing because yeah. it's like, well, people have already seen right. it anyway. You've already so seen the screw-ups. just makes us have to work harder to not screw yeah. up or right. just not care as much. Right, exactly. So let's get into this topic about cancel cancel culture. Is, yeah. Would you call this cancel culture, like what we're talking about, canceling or censorship or book burning some people are I, going as far as saying book burning yeah i mean i think it depends on the the instance of it yeah you know i mean i think some some is cancel culture some is uh censoring some is just this over 
saturation, this political correctness where right. people are like, right. you know, they're not being asked to do it, but they, they have like this woke council, you know, and they're like, mm, <laughs> we better change that so people don't come after us. Does each company, do they actually have that title position of the woke council? <laughs> they probably do now. How do, how do you get on the woke council? It's not a position I'd want. No, no me neither. Nor could I take. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, we are definitely... Um, we don't meet those qualifications no, for the no. woke council. Yes, I, I just picture like a bunch of people sitting around like the Jedi council, but yeah, it's, it's the <laughs> <Yeah>. woke council. <laughs> you will not be granted rank of master. What? <laughs> That's preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> so the first instance that came up earlier, I think last week, or maybe it's been a couple of. Like, this article is February twenty fifth, so about about a week ago. Yeah, about or so, a week. About a week. Is uh, the whole Mister Potato Head dropping the Mister? And according to the um, AP News, Associated Press, says P- Mr. Potato Head drops the Mr. Sort of. Whatever that means. Yeah. So they kind of, they kind of fell into this whole wokeness or right. um, this whole political correctness, but then they kind of were like, meh, but not really. So I'm going to pull up this article here. It says, see, you have a picture of two different dads mm-hmm. and a baby. So those are like same sex dads. Yeah, I I would potato assume that's dads. What they, potato potato dads. Same yes. sex potato dads. See, uh, both sides of this, I think, are making too big of a deal about this. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll, I'll start reading and then I'll I'll okay. give my commentary. Okay. Yeah. So it says, um, "Is Mr. Potato Head? Is it Mr. Potato Head or not?" Hasbro created confusion Thursday when it announced that it would drop the Mr. from the brand's name in order to be more inclusive, and so all could feel welcome in Potato Head world. It's it's is a it, fake that's, world. That's something they need. Yes, right? everybody needs to feel included in Potato Head world. It also said it would sell a new playset this fall without the Mr. and Mrs. designations that will let kids create their own type of potato families, including two moms or two dads. Do you know how you solve this? <laughs> you put two potatoes in there, and you put a boatload of whatever, like yeah, mustaches, yeah, right. um, pants, dresses, yeah. whatever. You, you put more than one in there, and then kids can create whatever mm-hmm. type of potato family they want. Yeah. You don't have to uh, like uh, really announce this. Right, yeah. And I thought that was already the thing anyway. And that's what I, I thought, too. I don't think I've ever had a brand new potato head. It's always yeah. come fr- with, like, when my kids had it, it always came with, like, a bunch yeah. of right. costumes. Well, that's why, you know, like, I mean, my only experience with potato heads is Toy Story. Right. Where you had your, your Mr. and Mrs. And the tater tots. Did they, did they have tots? Well, they they talked about having, having tater tots, tots or okay. something like that. But, but I thought you just got different parts and you could... Put them together the way you want to put them together. So mm-hmm. you know, it. You know, I mean, the nice thing about I mean, Potato Head is the first fully, like, trans toy out there because you can put whatever parts you want on. Right, it, you right. Know? Or uh, beyond that, we had like Darth Vader Potato Head. Right. We had like right. I mean, there's so many options of Potato yeah, Head. It's incredibly versatile. I don't even remember last time I heard somebody actually call it Mr. Potato Head. No, it's just neither. been Potato yeah, Head as right. far as I know. Yeah. So the fact that 
the company is coming out and saying, hey, we're dropping Mr. to be more inclusive. I, I think it's one of the more inclusive toys already right. yeah, out there. It's a fucking potato. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't have boy parts or girl yeah. parts. If they ever came out with a potato that had girl and boy parts, then I would be a little yeah. upset about it, it. It's your first, like, androgynous action figure. <laughs> right. <laughs> says, but in a tweet later that afternoon, Hasbro clarified that while the brand is changing, the actual Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head characters will still live on and be sold in stores. What does that even mean? In a picture post on Twitter, the Mr. and Mrs. names are less prominently displayed at the bottom of the box instead of the top. So is it going to say, good job. Potato Head and then in real fine print, Mr. (laughs) And Mrs., yes. It's like, good job. You catered to... The cult, the woke culture, or the mobs, a little bit, right, right. But yeah. then you included yeah. that. It's like, yeah. yeah, we're kind of going with this, but, but we're kind of not. I, I mean, I want to know: Did anybody like actually get in their face and be like, "My kid bought a potato head, and I'm really upset because he really wanted to have two dresses, or <laughs> right, yeah, two, two mustaches." He wanted to have. I mean, if you're a kid, do you think, "Wow, I, I really want to have"? A same-sex couple, potato heads. Right. I mean, well, first of all, I didn't know there was a potato head baby. Like I didn't either. Yeah. And I never really considered them really a couple. It's just like you dress up one as right. a boy, or you dress it up as a girl. Right. I never had two potato no. heads as a kid. Well, we were too don't poor. Buy I guess. two potato heads. Maybe I mean, we were just too poor. I, I've never gotten my kid a potato head. Well, he never. My neither of them ever asked for a potato head. But no? I've never gotten one. And been like you know. They need to, like Barbie has Ken, you know, wow, this potato head needs a mate. Right, I just have never gone there. No. Uh, Well, this does go on to say, while it is announced that potato head are dropping the mister, I am proud to confirm. I am proud to confirm. I I can't do potato puns right now. (laughs) (laughs) That Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head aren't going anywhere and will remain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, the company tweeted. So then who... Who gives no. a fuck? Well, exactly. Well, what happened is people lashed out, and they're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. We need to walk this back now. Well, this says that the tweet came after news of the brand name change exploded on Twitter with people asking if Barbie will change her name next. Oh, One person said, I think Hasbro needs to drop the bro and just be a has. <laughs> it's a fair point. It is. <laughs> if you feel like yeah. something being called Mr. is not inclusive to a bunch of other people. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what about... Like, are we? Is any toy out there that's male or female? Like Barbies, are are they going to be androgynous now? Right. Is GI Joe? Is it going to like? Where yeah. does this freaking end? Well, if you're concerned it. about the the least genderized yeah. toy, yeah. Why why does Barbie get Ken? Why why shouldn't Barbie get Barb? I'm sure I'm sure they will. <laughs> Bar- I'm sure Barb and, and Leslie. I don't know. Says um, Hasbro appears to want to have it both ways: expand the brand while not killing off its most iconic characters, which appear in the Toy Story films. They are looking to broaden the franchise. Most iconic. Eh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It says you take the focus of what is essentially one character and, and now allow it to be a platform for many characters. Potato Head has always been a platform for many characters. <laughs> yes. That's the beauty yes. of Potato Head. You get 12 potato eyes, 12 ears. Potato Head is <laughs> six noses. Potato Head is the first transgender toy yes. ever yeah. to hit the market. It's Make been it that way. Whatever you want. <laughs> it has been that way since the creation of Potato Head. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. It is. But again, what 
is there outcry for this? Again, did, did somebody write a letter pissed off that that they couldn't find boobs for their potato head? <laughs> you know, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If they ever do have gender parts to a potato, right. head, that's when I'm going to have the problem. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, my potato came with a cock. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that. No. Nobody wants potato cock. <laughs> oh, man, this is going off the rails quick. Um, it says... A senior vice president at Hasbro said the intention of the brand name change was to be more inclusive and to have the characters still live within the Potato Head universe. Is there a Potato Head universe? I I guess. It says it created a lot of excitement. Uh, Glad, G-L-A-A-D, I'm not even sure which group that is. That's the uh, gay, lesbian, uh, advocacy, association. Okay, something. And then LGBTQ advocacy groups applauded the more inclusive potato playset. Again, I didn't even know that they came in couples. I right. thought they just came as either. one. Yeah. And you dressed them up however yeah. the hell you wanted to. I mean, good on them, I guess, for basically doing nothing. Right. Changing nothing because they still, oh, they did move Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. to the bottom and yeah. it's a little less prominent. Good job. Yeah. We should applaud you for that. Just, I mean, but again, what what kid cares? Right, I I don't know. But somebody had said I had seen somebody that was pushing back against the people that were outraged by this. And if you are outraged by this, by this change, you're an idiot too. If you're one of the people that are like, oh, good job Hasbro for making Potato Head the first. Basically, it's always been a transgender toy in the first place. Good job, you're an idiot. If you are outraged by the fact that they moved Mr. and Mrs. to the bottom and did whatever else it is, oh. that then you're an idiot, too, because none of yeah. this... it, it, it yeah. really, They really changed nothing right. here. It's only a big deal if you make it a big deal. Right. I mean, there there's so many other bigger, uh, I guess, incidents of cancel culture than Potato Head. Right. You right. Know, but exactly. yet there are people that are pissed about it. Right. So... I mean, do we want to keep hammering the the potato head stuff? Is there really anything else to say about it? I I think we hammered the potato head pretty well. Again, like I said, they came out and made the statement, I think, as a... It was a political stunt, obviously. Not a political, but basically a political stunt. A marketing ploy. All the, you know, quote, epic toys. I mean, let's be honest. Toy Story was the best thing to happen to Potato Head. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a dying brand. Right. You no, know, I mean, kids don't ask for Potato Head. No. They don't. I and mean, when kids are little, little, like two-year-olds right. play I, with them and yeah, three-year-olds. Right. But it's not something that they, they ask Santa for. Right. right? It's, not, it's not a sexy gift. No. <laughs> At least not yet. Well, let's see where they take this. Oh, God. But at the same time... I, I feel like it's a the whole thing's a publicity stunt. It is. They're Absolutely. they're changing it up to get some some press on Potato Head, to get gay advocacy groups all into it and and applauding it, and you know some same sex couples might well I'm gonna get my kid a Potato Head because you know they're yeah. being inclusive. You know or and, or even um non like just non same sex couples. Right. Heter- yeah. or heterosexual couples will be like oh they're so inclusive now right. let's buy yeah. these for our kids right. yeah yeah and like I said. All the, what do they do? Throw a few more parts in, like a couple right. more, like right. a second set of everything in yeah. there, and then move the Mr. and Mrs. to the bottom? Yeah. Other than that, it didn't sound like they changed anything. They, they didn't. It's just a rebranding strategy yeah. to kind of boost Potato their, their, sales. their, sale, their yeah. sales. Yeah. 
get people outraged. And then right. so people are going to go on eBay and buy all the original potato heads that said yeah. Mr. And they're going to think they're going to be worth something. And they're yeah. not. They're going to be yeah. worth garbage. Well, like I said, the, the news will be, you know, if, if they decide to give Ken a, a gay friend or Barbie a right. you know, gay friend. And then, then, then that would be, be a step for Hasbro. Right. Yeah, that would be a huge step. I think that's Mattel. Oh, that is Mattel. You're yeah. right. Yep. But that, but you know, changing up Potato Head—that's whatever, man. Yeah. So the next thing in the list is these Dr. Seuss books. I mean, it was just kind of like this was the week of this yeah. shit for right. for whatever reason. Um, but Dr. Seuss books, um, they and it wasn't that they were canceled. Nobody was calling for the canceling of these books, yeah. and I still don't even know how I feel well, about the Dr. Seuss ones. Right. Well, apparently, what happened was Melania Trump took a bunch of Dr. Seuss books and donated them to a library in Massachusetts. Okay. The librarian took the books, looked them over, and decided that some of them had racist imagery. And so made a big deal out of it. Dr. Seuss publishers came out, and they're like, oh, you know, this is hurtful. We're sorry. We're going to not publish these books anymore. Okay. So um, you think maybe it was because Melania Trump did that? I think that kind of, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I think yet. But um, only six Dr. Seuss books won't be published anymore because they portray people in hurtful and wrong ways. And some of these, I can understand. Some of them, I'm I just mean, like... See, I eh. haven't seen anything. I, so, I, I mean, I don't know why they're canceling them yet. I've just heard them say that they were hurtful images. But, right. you know, it was the 60s and 70s and 90% no, this, of I think stuff this was, was before that. I think Dr. Seuss started writing in, like, the 40s. No, he did. Yeah, I just didn't know when the books came yeah. out. So... Let me pull up there. This is from CNN, so obviously this is going to side with the uh, right taking them out. So it says six Dr. Seuss books will no longer be published because they portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. The business that preserves the author's legacy said. The titles are And to Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street. Haven't heard of it. If mm-hmm. I Ran the Zoo, Mick Elligott's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Eggs Super, and The Cat's Quizzer. So it says in a statement, Dr. Seuss Enterprise said it made the decision after consulting educators and reviewing its catalog. Ceasing sales of these books is only part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure Dr. Seuss Enterprise catalog represents and supports all communities and families. The announcement was made Tuesday, the birthday of the famed children's book author. So it says, Seuss-born Theodore Seuss Gessel is one of the best-known authors in the world, the man behind the beloved classics like The Cat in the Hat, Green Eggs and Ham, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Among others, over 650 million copies of the books have been sold worldwide, reported it. This was reported by the Washington Post in 2015. So they apparently haven't counted in the last six years. Wow. Okay. But Dr. Seuss had a long history of publishing racist and anti-Semitic work, spanning back to the 20s when he was a student at Dartmouth College. Uh, There, there Dr. Seuss once drew black boxers as gorillas and perpetuated Jewish stereotypes by portraying Jewish characters as financially stingy. I mean, this was, again, the 20s. Right. Well, how like, do they look at any like political? What are those political cartoons called? I can't even think oh. what they're called, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about. But but how, I'm sorry. Doctor Seuss has never drawn like really actual people, right? Um, With the exception of kids, yeah. typically. So for the most part, yeah. How do I, they know? Well, on they were Jewish. 
I, well, they, this is talking about not his books necessarily. This is oh. talking about his oh, pub- political cartoons. Pub- probably uh, just publishing um, works okay. back when he okay. was in college. Says study published in 2019 examined 50 books by Dr. Seuss and found 43 out of 45 characters of color have characteristics aligning with the definition of Orientalism or the stereotypical offensive portrayal of Asia. The two African characters, the study says, have both anti-black characteristics. Again, they're like what? What? Like, it doesn't. It's not very specific. Two specific examples, according to the study, are found in the books The Cat's Quizzer, Are You Smarter Than the Cat in the Hat, and If I Ran a Zoo. So some of these I can understand. Okay. It says in The Cat's Quizzer, the Japanese character is referred to as a Japanese, okay, has a bright yellow face and is standing on what appears to be Mount uh, Fuji. I see. I don't really see anything wrong with that no. yet. Okay. So that's all it says about the cat's quizzer so far. Was that they portrayed the character with yellow skin? I guess. And he's standing on Mount Fuji. Okay. I, I don't know. Regarding if I ran the zoo, the study points out another example of Orientalism and white supremacy. The three and only three Asian characters who are not wearing conical hats are carrying a white male on their heads in if I ran the zoo. So I can kind of see the whole white yeah, supremacy I, con- uh connection there the white male is not only on top of and being carried by these asian characters but he's also holding a gun illustrating dominance okay i don't necessarily see that as illustrating dominance i mean yes yes i can see where white supremacy comes to play here says the text beneath the asian character describes them as helpers who all wear their eyes at a slant from countries no one can spell so i can see how that that's a little derogatory yeah um again, um I I see where this is coming from, but I also realize and understand this came from sixty plus years ago. Right. When racism was commonplace. Yeah. Says the study also argues that since the majority of human characters in Dr. Seuss are white, his works are inadvertently or not center whiteness and thus perpetuate white supremacy again this was 60 plus years ago when white supremacy was a thing yeah what white authored literature didn't like have some form of white supremacy in it back back in like the 40s 50s and 60s yeah i mean you look at any of the cartoons that were driven written i mean anything back then and it's like yeah yeah well i mean that so that gets me to them being canceled or them canceling they weren't canceled and nobody was right. calling for really to to cancel dr seuss or anything like that so um, dr seuss's company um decided to um okay i see to, some of the to cancel now. it so. yeah yeah and some of them i'm just like well like there's asian like pictures of asians wearing like the cone shaped hats yeah eating like a bowl of noodles right and, and it's just like well, I mean, really, <laughs> then you'd have to say Chinese restaurants are right. stereotypical because nobody goes to a Chinese restaurant without eating a bowl of noodles. Right. Yeah. Or nobody goes to a Chinese restaurant without getting rice. It's just right. like if or, you... Or look at the, the that movie, The Christmas Story, mm-hmm. right, where the they're all singing uh, Deck the Halls and they're... Yeah. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I mean, isn't that not a stereotype? I mean, should they not cancel a Christmas Story because of that? Or... um. What is it? The World Police one. What's that? World Police. Um, it's like 
it's that animated like kind of uh claymation oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh, what is that um the america um, yeah right right team america team america yeah <laughs> that, that's plate. by the guy from guys from south park so that's kind of uh well, yeah but then uh what is it kim jong il that's like <laughs> sings i'm so ronery <laughs> I mean, yeah. we laugh at it, but yes, it is. Yeah. It is a stereotype or what racist was it? stereotype. Lethal Weapon Four, when they got the uh, the Chinese mob boss high on uh, laughing gas, uh-huh. and they're like uh, they're making fun of him and and not you know using the L's or whatever. So right. I mean, it, it's there's many movies. Even what it's Lethal Weapon Four came out in what two thousand three. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, it it is out there. There is there are stereotypes out there, especially yeah. in comedy. That's why. Oh yeah, like. The problem all started when they came after comedians, mm-hmm. like when they started canceling um, a lot of these comedians for their stereotypes yeah. and stuff. And it's just like that's when um, a lot of the political correctness hit yeah. hard right. was it's like, well, we can't even like tell jokes anymore. And yeah. you can come at me all you want and say, well, you just you just want to be able to be like maintain your racism. And that's, yeah. that's not it at all. I'm no. not freaking racist at all. I just know how to laugh at jokes. Exactly. But this obviously is something different. This was a timepiece. Right. Right. Now, and and I understand if they want to stop. I, I can understand if they want to stop producing them. Right. That's fine, too. But but what couldn't they take the books and update some of the drawings? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you would think so. I mean, wouldn't that be, you know, somebody, somebody's like, oh, wow, I drew, I grew up with that book. It's a beloved book in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, couldn't they, they publish the book and just update some of the drawings? Yeah, you would think. You know, and then just re-release it? I right. mean, because, I, yeah, looking at some of the drawings, I, I could see how, yes, they they are... Very, like you said, 40s, 50s-ish yeah. portrayals. Right. Which, you know, looking today, I could see how somebody would be offended. But um, but do you cancel every 40s, no. 50s, or 1800s well, book that's come out right. that depicts racism? No, because no. if you get rid of it, then you don't see what it was. Right, right. Well, And that's the thing. It's, it's a snapshot of the time. You know, there's been debates for years about canceling Tom Huck and... Or Tom, Tom uh, Sawyer, Sawyer and Huckleberry, Huckleberry Finn. Finn. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. Like, um, that what Mark Twain? That was Mark Twain, right? Yeah. Back yeah. in the 1800s, wrote this shit. Yeah. Obviously, there's racist depictions. Right. Obviously, there's white supremacy in these yeah. books because this came in an era when those things existed. I just got a text from Boots on the Ground, as we like to call him. He said. He must be listening because he said, no, the Dr. Seuss thing is fucking retarded. Don't buy it. <laughs> so he's more opinionated than I I care to, um, than I'm even portraying right now. So you will have an opportunity to call in. So make sure you call in Yeah. Um, when, when we give that opportunity because I want to hear your opinions. And that's well, my brother, by the way. Okay. And, um, you know, you can go back, you know, and we've talked about this before, you know, about, you know, even 80s, 90s of things that people are going to look back and say that something's racially offensive or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was watch, I watched uh, Magnum P.I. Right. You know, and there was episodes of flashback to them and Nam being tortured by this Russian guy. And he keeps t- calling TC the N-word. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, you know, somebody could look at that and be like, oh, wow, that's offensive. Right. You know, they need to take that episode off. Yeah. You know, so where do I, you draw the line? I, I, I don't know. Like, there are ways to... I mean, there's ways to show movies like that. I mean, you could easily do it like they do on television and bleep out the N-word. People are right. going to know what they're saying. Right. I mean, but then, 
I mean, sh- like classics like Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. Yeah. We're just going to completely take them off the shelves because it portrays people how they were. Right, right. And that's the thing. It's a snapshot of the age, right? right. So I get you not, can't erase history. I get maybe. And shouldn't. Like some of these Dr. Seuss books being kids' books, maybe don't read those to your kids. I mean, that well, that falls back on you as a parent. Right, yeah, and, and your judgment. I, I can tell you as a kid, seeing stuff like that, you know, watching Bugs Bunny and, and all the different you know, um, or Woody Woodpecker and the portrayal of Asians or African-Americans or mm-hmm. or dumb hick Southerners, yeah. you know. But not once did I see, I watched that and be like, wow, that's must be how, that must be how people are. You yeah, know, I mean, right. I, as a kid, you're, you're not paying attention to as that. As a kid, I never even, like, saw the stereotypes. No, like no. in Dumbo with, with uh, what is it, the Black the, the crows. crows? Yeah, right, right. I, not until I watched it with right. my kids, like maybe a, when Disney Plus came out. So about yeah. a year ago, I'm just like, wow, that's that's a little, right, right. <laughs> that's a little offensive. Yeah. But my kids don't get it. It's so, yeah. Um, yeah, we put together those stereotypes and obviously it's there. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just... I mean, the, the one Disney movie that you'll never see on Disney Plus or anywhere else because it has been completely wiped from the history books is Song of the South. I was going to bring that up yeah. because I, I've never seen it. I, I, I have know not. The, but, I know the Tar Baby story from but it, but that's all zippity I Okay. I mean, that was iconic Disney song. Right. Right? But but it's been completely wiped from the books. Well, since you are talking about Disney now, we, yes. we somehow managed to get over there. I did Disney. want to talk a little about um, Disney... Moving some of their content away from the child's profiles, like some of these more the Just, older right. style, like Dumbo, like we said, Peter Pan, how it portrays American Indians right. or Native Americans or indigenous people, whatever we're calling them now. Um, I know, um, what's it called? Lady and the Tramp was one because of the, the Chinese, Siamese cats. cats. Yeah. And the song they sing, We Are Siamese, Yeah, instead. if you please. Yes. Um, my kid came home the other day and said that you can't sing that song. And so <laughs> apparently she found out one way or another. Um, so they're, so they started out putting this like warning at the beginning of these. And I, I'll, I'll read this. It says, this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or culture. These stereotypes were wrong and then and are wrong now. Rather than the, remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Disney is committed to creating stories with inspiration and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. To learn more about how stories have impacted society, visit Disney.com. Stories matter. Um, I like this here because it's basically saying we're not going to cancel these right. things because yeah. this is, I mean, it doesn't help to cancel it. This right. We can have a conversation about this. Right. So I like where they went with this. Yeah. And then they pulled it from the kids' right. profile, profile, which I don't give a shit about that either right. because I'll just let my kids watch it on something say, else. We don't even have a kid profile. The thing that annoyed me the most on this article was this comment... Because it says, and our reader, who goes by the username Pizza Quack, said they like the change since they like they they like being able to control what their kids watch. So I'm going to pull this up because this one pisses me off more than anything. She says, I like the change. No one deserves the right to choose what my kids watch but me. 
I will change my youngest daughter's account to view all the content because she's old enough. It's not a big deal. Any platform that gives parents more warnings and power over digital content so they have the tools and power to do their job the way they want to is fantastic. So here's why this is irritating to me. The fact that it's not on that it's on a kid's profile doesn't mean you can't choose whether or not right. your kid can watch it. Yeah. It says no one deserves the right to choose what my kids watch but me. So yes, put this over to the adult profile. It's like why the hell did you make your kid a profile then? <laughs> right. Why did yeah. you like you have that power? It's like she, she or he, whoever Pizza Quack is, is, is basically throwing the blame on Disney right. for their kids watching this um, derogatory content or right. whatever. It's like, well, yeah, take it off there, so then I have the choice. Well, you had that choice when you, right, you let yeah. them turn the TV on. Exactly. Be a damn parent. That's yeah, your right. job. Yeah. It says, so they have the tools to do their job. Uh, the tools is called the damn remote. You <laughs> exactly. watch it. Like, I, I don't let my kids watch anything that I've never seen before. Right, absolutely, yeah. Especially anything that's not, like, rated G or something yeah, like that. But, right. Um, for the most part, yeah. yeah well, just, like, that, they have that new uh, movie on Disney+. Plus. Uh, was it Raya the Last Dragon? Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. I might, like, make, let my kids watch that, but I'm going to screen it first and make sure it's okay for them uh -huh. before I let them watch it. So did it look any good? Did you screen it? I have not yet. Oh, so you're just letting them down completely. Absolutely. I'm too focused on my own violent and offensive shows. So I, I agree with Disney here for the first time. I don't usually agree with Disney, not necessarily the yeah. changing the profiles, because I don't give two shits about right. profiles anyway, because, again, I monitor what my kids right. watch either way. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they're saying, hey, instead of taking this down, let's have a conversation about right. this. Absolutely. And yeah. that, that's the problem. It's just like. If you just completely cancel all the negative shit that came out well, yeah. 50, 60 years ago, right. then all you're doing is you're going to raise a generation that didn't know that that exactly. existed. Yeah, right. And they're going to fall into similar traps or they're going to really have their mind blown. Right. But, <laughs> right. But, but it's also, again, things that it's okay to have a thick skin. You can't sit there and have a comedian out there and and you're pissed off because the the comedian is going on some bit about you know whatever mm -hmm. you know I saw one of our favorite comedians uh Tosh has been pulled off of Com Comedy Central I'm surprised he made it as long as he did to be right? honest I know I mean he says some offensive <laughs> I know he shit does. yes he does but you know but uh, as a comedian you're really walking a tightrope now mm -hmm. you know so um I, so I I can see again Disney or Hollywood or whoever get into the place where they're like, you know what, we, we're just going to remake everything before 2020. But why? Because it, it doesn't fit into the woke culture anymore. Well, I like, again, I understand that, but 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 I, I'm thinking this, not for a while. You know, I, I give it another like two, three generations before so? they get to that before point. It's gone, gone. Yeah. Well, before by it's then, gone, movies gone. aren't going to be a thing. It's just going to be uploaded into your brain. That's true, so. yeah. And then, we're, um, whoa, that was offensive as hell. <laughs> <laughs> we should remove that from your brain. Um, it's going to be like interactive movies where you're actually part of right. the movie and it's like injected in your brain. That'd be so, kind of sweet. It would be. But would you want to be a part of a movie, a woke movie? You no. Know? <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds boring. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe it's just because we are straight white males and we don't nah, understand. But but I, I feel like the majority of the woke culture is straight white 
people. <laughs> well, it is. It is. You, you, uh, and that's the thing. Again, you know, who's calling for Potato Head? Who's calling for these these Disney movies? You know, do you think there's a, a coalition against old Disney movies mm-hmm. out there? You know, right. or is it is it some woke corporate guy out of college who went through sensitivity training who's sitting there watching and be like, whoa, we yeah. need to take that part out of Peter Pan. Well, like I said, how many adults watch, go back and watch Dumbo or Peter Pan? They're not like, oh, oh, that's a, ooh, that's a little odd. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, there's lots of things I, I, you know, I'll watch, you know, like even comedies from the 80s or 70s. I'm like, whoa, they wouldn't do that nowadays. Right, right. But, even from like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Their stuff yeah. that I'm just like, Oh, you can get away with that now. Oh yeah, like uh, what was it? Community. Oh yeah, <laughs> with like the the black elf, right? Yeah, the dark elf, the dark elf. When but, it, but I didn't even consider that though. I mean, with all the other shit that Community puts out there, right? The the dark elf portrayal is not something that I was like, wow, that's over the line. Well, because it's a fucking dark elf. Well, the <laughs> and the fact is that they actually in the show addressed it and they're like dude you can't do that yeah, you right, can't right. paint your face black <laughs> yeah. i mean like, that was dark. part yeah that was the funny part, part. The i know was yeah. dude that's offensive you can't do that and then all yeah. of a sudden people came out and they're like well that's offensive well no shit that's the point yeah yeah what was it uh when when chang dressed up as a, a figure skater for halloween he's like guess who i am and then everybody's like michelle kwan he's like no <laughs> he's like i'm a dorothy hamill racist <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> I got to go back and watch that again because yeah, I don't even ones. think I finished the last season. So anyway, um, I do have this article because another one after the Dr. Seuss books came up, people started getting outraged about possibly Curious George being next, and yes. I can't find a spot where this is it. Whether or not this is actually a thing, or if people uh, are speculating, I, I think it's speculation. Like people, the the, the same woke council that you know went towards uh you know dr seuss and Mm -hmm. and everything else they they read over a couple different other kids books curious george babar and curious george popped because they oh wow there's symbolism here there's some racial undertones here i I got this article we'll uh we'll read it and see what what they're saying the racial undertones are so this says is curious george the next to be canceled in a 2016 TED Talk, well, that's your problem right there. It's a TED Talk. Nothing. I mean, there are there are decent TED Talks out yeah, there, but right. all the worst things that all the worst <laughs> um, like woke culture ideas usually come out of TED Talks. Yeah. It says in 2016 TED Talk, Ray Lynn Schwartz Dupree. That's a long ass name. Communications professor at Western Washington University argued that Curious George provides a benevolent means for children to learn modern colonialism. Raylin said that she was horrified by the depictions of slavery and the growing popularity of this icon. First, where? <laughs> As she started to share the, the George books with her young daughters and thought she had to do something about it. Of course. So Raylin went to war against George books and started alerting the world about why they are horrible for children. She came up with specific reasons and then laid them out. Buckle up, you're in for a wild ride, it says. Um, it says, I touch on three of the, the many reincarnations of George. His literature as a tool to teach digestible narrative of slavery. His promotion of STEM education. I'm guessing that's like the testing, like the, right. the whole, yeah. I'm not sure. The coding and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that applies to George either. That was years before any of that shit. 
Um, as a push towards curiosity that ought to be cautioned to remember the ways curiosity was used <laughs> as a scientific justification for slavery. So the word curiosity is a, is problematic because curiosity was justification for slavery. I never have heard in my life, maybe it's my white upbringing, that people are like, you know, what what can we do with this? Yeah, right. What right. if? <laughs> yeah, what 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 if we push this to the next level? Yeah. I, I would never say that curiosity is what led to justification of slavery. No. It was assholes being assholes exactly. saying, we're better than you, motherfucker. Yeah, right. Um, you're my slave. Yeah. It says, and his Holocaust remembrance discourses as a means to justify why Curious George might avoid criticism. What? What? I don't know. When read together, Curious George medias can help explain how modes of modern colonialism can be taught to children. Today on Read Across America Day, which is the Dr. Seuss Day, right. uh, we learned that the cancellation of Dr. Seuss is underway and that six books from the series will no longer be published after they were deemed offensive. What, what, where's this article from? Um, this is Outkick.com. Oh, okay, I don't know that one. I mean either. Buried within the Associated Press report on the Seuss News is a reference to critics who have said, Curious George books are horrible because they are based on a white man bringing home a monkey from Africa. What the fuck's that have to do with anything? Oh, I know what they're they're going. I just don't so, can't believe they're going there. Woke culture, yes, politically correct culture, points out the fact that a white man went to Africa yes. and brought back a monkey, and they're saying this is a depiction of a white it's, man going back and bringing black people here. So the politically correct people yeah. are the ones comparing monkeys to, to black people. Yeah, right? Yeah. The the woke crowd is doing this. Do you see the yeah. irony in yeah. this situation? Right. It's like, well, obviously, obviously this right. book is about white and black people because it's yeah. a white man and a monkey. Right. Yeah. How is that not offensive to, to suggest that yeah. yourself? Yeah. We're probably going to get canceled just for bring for saying that, even oh, though we're they, just saying what they're saying. What they need to do is take it to the next logical clu- clu- um, the, the conclusion, which is... Well, the 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 man who wears the big yellow hat is always dressed in yellow. Therefore, he's being he's owned by China, mm-hmm. and so he's going to Africa to bring that because he's owned by China. Oh, and so yeah. you can keep going with this thing. Um, so this says, for the first time, I noticed the cover: two plump white policemen escorting a short brown monkey. Professor Sh- Schwartz Dupree said about her initial plunge into reading the books. Miss Schwartz Dupree then goes into how pop culture has turned George into a learning tool hero of the STEM community, which leads to her theory that George George's curiosity is housed in his monkeyness in his primate being. Yes, he's a fucking monkey, of course. Yeah. Of course it's housed in his monkeyness in his primate <laughs> being. He's a, f- a monkey. Yes. Yes. Nothing more. Yeah. Like, I see the racist undertones in Dumbo and, like, Peter T- Pan right. and right. things like that. Yeah. This is just a freaking monkey. Yeah. I've read the books. Right. I've watched my yeah. kids watch the cartoons. My kids still watch the cartoons. I have never watched Curious George and been like, oh, that's yeah. there's something right. wrong right. here. Yeah. Ever. Like, ooh. Except, like, George, don't fucking do that, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> don't play with the bulldozer, George. Right. It says science, curiosity, and monkeyness is also what led to slavery. Wait, wait. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Science, curiosity, and monkeyness is also what led to slavery. I did not learn that one in history. I didn't either. (laughs) 
You think that's in the 1619 project? <laughs> the idea that white men were curious about other places and other species is what led them to explore Africa. But the white man in this is not the curious one. It's the monkey that's curious. It's exactly. curious George yeah, is not the right. curious man in the hat or whatever his name is. Yeah, right. And says, again, they're still calling the African a monkey. Yes, <laughs> in monkeyness. And when they did, they determined because of the skin and body type of those who they found there were different and dark, they must have been primates, mates, and then justified their imprisonment and ultimate slave. Again, what does this have to do with the book? Yes, you're you're making your case that white man went to Africa and saw the differences and made slaves. What does this have to do with Curious George? Right, right. And, and when does the monkeyness come in? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it says, what does it all mean? Don't be shocked when Curious George is the next book series to be canceled. Don't be shocked when the wokes go after PBS, which has given George his own website, and which would cave in a second under a a barrage of pressure. So again, um, I haven't heard anything specifically that people are calling to cancel no. this, but this is this person who said this did right. the TED talk in Just 2016. The did Laverne she, Shorts. Did she actually do a full TED talk on Curious George? We'll have to look it up because that's completely ridiculous. That blows my mind yeah completely and the fact that like some of these undertones that is just blatant making up yeah. i think um when uh, you had messaged me an article last week about the curious george one and it's like about all the racist undertones it's like they're looking for racist oh, undertones yeah, like right. it's where's waldo in a where's waldo book the only problem is and some of these waldo's not there so they're superimposing right. waldo into the picture so yeah. they can say there it is yeah they're just making shit up. Right. Uh, you ever see that movie Boomerang with uh, Eddie no. Murphy? No. Okay. So basically he he's he's a player, he gets played. But there's a scene in there where he's playing pool with one of his friends who sees racism everywhere. And his okay. friend goes into this whole thing and he's like, Pool is the most racist game out there. Pool? Be yes. Really? Because the white ball, the hits white ball all has the to color knock ball. all the other colors out of the game and he wins the game by knocking the black ball out of the game. And I don't give a shit what color the balls are. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. But <laughs> I was just comparing that to that because if you dig that deep, you, that's the kind of when you're looking for it like that, you can see it anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Like you can look at anything that has any source of color whatsoever and be like, whoa, look at this. This white paper here. This must be racist because look at all the, the white. Yeah. Versus the colored lines. Right. White supremacy on this paper right, right here. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can find it literally if you if you're looking for something, mm -hmm. you're going to find it. Just yeah. like with like any conspiracy theories or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's like if you're looking for all the like if you dig into like the really depth depths of the conspiracy theories and like all the numerology and stuff, you could be like, oh look, he said right. um, this at sixteen times, and then sixteen yeah. times twenty seven equals six hundred and sixty six. So right. that's obviously the uh, the devil. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's just like you can find whatever you're looking for exactly. anywhere. And yeah. so I think you had mentioned today they brought up. Bugs Bunny now? Yeah, so... Or Space Jam. Space yeah, Jam. well, LeBron's got his Space Jam 2 coming out. I know. That's cringing That's itself. the problem. Exactly, exactly. And so there's been all this this problems now with the Looney Tune characters. Mm -hmm. So apparently they've decided to do away with, with Pepe Le Pew. Pepe? The, the, the skunk. Okay. They're saying that he perpetuates a rape culture. 
I can see where they're coming from this because yeah. he won't leave the He is a, right. in the very he, least he's a stalker. But he's a skunk. He's a creepy stalker. Right? When, well, when, when animals do do that, I guess. They do. And, and when the when the cat female cat gets a white strip down her line, you know, and then mm-hmm. everybody thinks she's a skunk. Yeah. He runs from her and she goes after him like a crazy stalker chick. Oh, but so. they don't you don't see any of that, right? Right. Okay. I mean, I like like I said, I understand what they're doing here. At least yeah. this, I can see where they're coming from. No, no. From. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew is probably, if you're if you're looking for a cartoon character that could be subject to Me Too, yes, it would be Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> right. So, I mean, they've, they've already taken out, what, uh, Yosemite Sam's guns and Elmer Fudd's gun, even though he's a hunter. Yeah. Well, then so the what next does he thing, hunt with, really? I, we're, we're not even there. Yeah, that, we're not, we're not even there yet. So then they got Speedy Gonzalez. Who they feel is a horrible Hispanic stereotype, and okay. so they're taking they they want to take him out. So who, the well, comedian who does the voice? Are they taking him out? Like taking him out? <laughs> are they going to kill? No, the, you can't. The kill only Speedy Mexican, Gonzalez, right? <laughs> the only Mexican cartoon character out there. Well, he's a hero character, right? He, right. He's like the Flash, only though he's Mexican and a yeah. mouse, right? And <laughs> but, he says "Andale, Andale." Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, you have um a Mexican comedian who actually does the voice. Okay. Who says that he he loves Speedy Gonzalez? Like he grew up on Speedy so Gonzalez. So he's not offended. He's by not this. offended by it. But Warner Brothers says that he's he's got to go because it perpetuates stereotypes, right? Again, it comes back to the woke white people. What is going on with your phone over there? Sorry, notifications. Um. Yes, and and, and then but, we but the the actual like people of that culture right. are the ones not really offended by right. this. Exactly. Exactly. That, but again, you have that woke council at Warner Brothers, which Warner Brothers is horrible about. Is it? Oh, I yeah. Haven't really paid oh, attention. you should see DC Comics right now. It's a mess. And um, I don't want to. <laughs> and uh yeah, and and so they they're going that way. So then they they run into the problem with they they got the female rabbit. Okay? And they feel like she's way too sexualized. <laughs> What isn't sexualized in comedy right now? I know. Or in car or not even cartoons, but like any movie there's sexualized things. Yeah. <laughs> you had sent me this clip and this is what this reminded you of. So I'm going to yeah. play this audio. I'm not going to show the video because we might get struck for it, but this is what this reminded you of because the rabbit is yes. too sexy. Is that what you said? Too sexy. Okay. Yes. So here, listen to this. Boldly go where no man's gone before. But I'll probably stay in Aurora. What are you thinking about? Cassandra. She's a fox. In France, she would be called La Renard, and she would be hunted with only her cunning to protect her. She's a babe. She's a robo-babe. In Latin, she would be called Babia Majora. If she were a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Shh, don't give it away. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he'd put on a dress and play a girl bunny? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Neither did I. I was just asking. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive? When he put on a dress. A well, that's bit. all Lola Bunny is, is Bugs Bunny in a dress. Yeah, so if you right. think it's too sexualized... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, she did have that scene on the first Space Jam where she was like trying to lure the monsters, like right. kind of like seduce them or whatever. Yeah, but it was it was minimal, right? And if you think that cartoon bunny is provocative or too sexy, 
look at some of the like Betty Boop and cartoons oh, right. like that, or right. like yeah, I I don't know some of the the old older cartoons out yeah. there. Or look at like Laura Croft. Oh yeah, like right. there's so many sexualized cartoons out oh, yeah. there. Yeah, well, try watching av- an- anime. Uh, yeah, I, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no thanks. I'll pass on that one. Uh, so yeah, that's. I mean, there's so much of this garbage out there. Yeah. And yeah. again, some of it people are just getting outraged about on both sides for no, for I mean, when they shouldn't be outraged either right. way. Um, we shouldn't be outraged that. A movie during racist times was racist. Right. I mean that that's just how it is. You, yeah. I mean, if a movie came out today that depicted a blatant racism, then yeah, be outraged about that because we've moved on. Yeah. I think it was a video you sent me by um, it was Bill Maher talking about oh, this, yeah. similar things. He's like, what What does the woke culture expect that we just came from? Um, like he. Came out of a primordial blob, yeah, and just completely like self enlightened and <laughs> self enlightened. Like, yeah. no, you evolved to this yeah. point, or you you developed to this point. Um, so it's just like, yes, we made mistakes. Yeah, we are here now, trying not to make those right. mistakes, and uh, we're going back and filtering through every damn thing that was yeah. every piece of art and every. Right movie, every literary work that happened back in racist times, and I'm like, look, it's racist. Yeah. Well, no shit. Right, yeah. I right. would be surprised, like, astonished to find something that wasn't racist right. that was written in the 1800s Absolutely. by a white person. Yeah, or something that you're not going to find offensive from the 90s or 80s, you know, or 70s. Yeah. And, I mean, one of the, the shows I see a lot of people pointing fingers at is Blazing Saddles. Okay. You've never seen. I have not. You need to watch it. It's, All right. It's hilarious. But it, it it talks about like the racism that's there, right? Because the, it's a black sheriff that shows up in this small town. All right. But it was written by Richard Pryor, right? Mm-hmm. And so the fact that people are pointing to it as this like racist comedy, it's like it, it's meant to be a comedy. It's meant to make fun of that, you know. Right. And so you can't go after it as you know because it's offensive because it's meant to be. It's right. meant to get your attention. Right. And I've had people. Um, I've had my wife like complain about the office because of all like the kind of sexism that the, oh, the sure. boss in that has, yeah, and it's just like, right. well, they are poking fun at that type of person, right? right. About that like mid middle aged white guy that is obviously like overly masculine and overly a, li- a, a little bit sexist and yeah. a little bit racist and and completely oblivious and oblivious to it. Yeah, yeah. And we know making, people like that. We do. <laughs> we we know people around that age that are like that. Yeah, it's like they are. Using that as a tool to make fun of it and show how stupid this shit exactly, is. Exactly right. And it's, so to get mad at that, it's just like, well, look at the sex, and that's yeah. that's the point. Exactly. Or looking back at like some of these Dr. Seuss books. Yes, this was a racist time. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't I think adults can decide whether or not yeah. their kids watch a show without Disney putting it on a right. a freaking a different profile, right? Adults can decide not to read these books to their kids yeah. without them like just being completely taken away. They're being taken off yeah. of eBay and shit like that. Yeah. I can see Dr. Seuss Incorporator or whoever it is right. st- deciding, hey, we're not going to publish these yeah. anymore. But for eBay and Amazon to be like, well, shit, well, we're going to remove these the prices from everything. for them have gone through the roof. Well, I, I had seen, yeah, the prices for them, obviously people... <laughs> try to make a buck, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, these are going away. Let's skyrocket the prices." Well, I had heard that eBay was 
canceling sales of them altogether yeah. on their platform. So uh, it's ridiculous. Well, the, the New York Public Library came out and said that they're, they're going to keep the books in stock. Really? Because they're like, we, we don't do censorship. Yeah. So we're going to keep these books in stock. They're a part of history, which is the attitude they should have. Sure. And I think that, like I said, Dr. Seuss Company... Stopping producing them, that's not censorship. That's that's, that's a company decision. Right. That's on them. That's their choice. But for people to be like, well, all the libraries need to get rid of these books. eBay can't sell these books. I mean, that that's where it's getting to borderline censorship when mm-hmm. it, it's just like, well, we should just remove these all together completely. Nobody should have any access to yeah. them. That's when it becomes a problem to me. Yeah. It's just like, I, how are you supposed to see where we came from? Right, exactly. If you remove all that, and, and I think you could take any movie, probably from 2017 back, right mm-hmm. before the Me Too movement, and you could probably pick out all kinds of offensive things that oh, yes. people would go after today. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, you name the movie, you could sit down and just pull shit out, right, right. But it's a fucking movie, right? right? And why? And if you don't like it, don't watch it, right. I think um, that's about all the time we got for the first half. We talked about all this ridiculous stuff. Um, I see certain like things that I, I could be like, yes, that is racist. But I see mm-hmm. where the outrage is just gone. Right. It's gotten out of control. And yeah. that's, I think, where we're going to talk the second half is just how out of control this is. Right. I mean, is this cancel culture? We have a couple articles that are like, cancel culture is made up. It's right. imaginary. Yeah. And then we have other articles that's and I think there was one that you had sent me that was by a liberal guy that was just like, cancel culture is going way too far. Even yeah. Barack Obama said cancel oh, yeah. culture is going too far. He came out in 2019 and said, look, this is not real activism. Right. You know? So, again, we are going to go to go ahead and take a break. I'm going to play a couple ads for you, and we're going to be back. In pro- we're going to take like a five, ten-minute break um, so I can get more delicious uh, run-your-mouth coffee to drink at rymcoffee.com. I'm not going to order it from there, but you should order it from there. Um, Enter the promo code BREAKTHEBELL and get, like I said, 10% off your order and free shipping. I'm going to play you with a couple ads here, then we're going to just take a a really brief intermission, and we'll be back. Um, We're going to take your calls as soon as we come back, so be ready for that. Um, I'm going to post the Zoom link in YouTube comments and in freaking on Facebook and whatever social media platforms I can get that up on in the next five, ten minutes. So um, we definitely want to hear your call in. So uh, let, let's light up those phone lines, I guess, so uh, we can get max audience participation. Hopefully people are still watching. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. 
Hey everybody, I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, that is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. All right, we are back from that slightly extended break. Had to get a little more of my coffee. Again, rymcoffee.com. You got, you didn't get coffee or Mountain Dew. I got ice. Oh, you got ice to chew on. All right, you're one of those. Um, yeah, we're we're back and we are taking your call-ins right now. We posted, I think you posted the Zoom link in the in the YouTube I did, comments. I did. Um, it's also in the Facebook forum, so if you want in on that action, uh, yeah, jump in. I actually have our first caller right now, and that is our boots on the ground, my brother, Daniel Smolt of the System is Down podcast. Let me get him in here because, oh, there he is. Dan, can you hear me? I can't hear you if you can hear me. Yes. There you are. Holy hell, that was loud. <laughs> I, mean, I just yeah. I just keep turning it up until I hear you and then then you just start talking and it's just screaming loud. What is, is going on? Huh? Is this it's, Craig? This is Craig. Or is this like a screener? <laughs> no, no, that, no. That, you know, you are that's live. That's Roxanne. That is our <laughs> screen girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're one of those colleagues. Like, yeah, um, I just want to talk with with Craig with the break the belt. Dude, Long you're... time listener, first time caller. Thanks for having me. I was wondering if I could talk to Bill. Um, he's not here, actually. Bill, we we fired Bill. He's just not here. What is going on, yeah. Dan of the System Is Down podcast, who copied the newspaper article background backdrop? Copied it before you. Yeah, copied it in reverse. We we had this conversation yeah. already. Yeah. What you got to say? You got anything in regards to what we're talking about? Yeah. Have you ever thought? Maybe this cancel culture stuff, and this might be conspiracy theory, but oh, I, <laughs> no. I forgot you? to start out with, I, I forgot to start out with QAnon. No, 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 stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Bleep. Stop it now. <laughs> just, that's going to be my goal from now on is just to try and get other people <laughs> cut canceled from cut their the own feed. platforms You're... so they suffer the same fate that I did. <laughs> You're going to cancel us on our cancel culture episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so have, you ever, have you ever thought maybe this cancel culture stuff is actually white supremacists? Yes. Have you ever yes. have you ever seen a, a white uh, like uh, all, all these people are doing is trying to take minorities out of pop mainstream culture, right. minority representation. You've got Aunt Jemima. You've got like even the Dr. Seuss stuff. It's like yes, these aren't the most culturally savvy depictions of these minorities, but at the same time, they're depictions of minorities. Right. And that right. was like the way those people thought at the time. Yeah. Sure. It, it's not. It's not 2021 cultural sensitivity, but uh, I, it's just weird. It's, true. it's weird, and yeah. uh, I mean, you take I, I it, trust it. Take it back to the first aspect. You know, what was it? The, the Gone with the Wind. You know, where they wanted to uh, put the notification on there. They pulled it to like put the notification, and that's the late the first African American to win like an Oscar, right? You know, yeah. and trying mm -hmm. to pull it. Yeah, and <clears throat> like. <laughs> 
I don't know if you heard our episode, much of our episode, talking about it earlier when we talked about Curious George and how they they yes. they, they compared it to white people going and bringing back African slaves. It's like so the woke <laughs> culture is comparing black people to monkeys. Do you see the irony here? Yeah. I just loved the way it was like this like professor at a university and she acts like this just happened to her. Like right. it was her first time she ever cracked over a open a curious George book yeah. and she was just horrified. Right. So like if, if that's who is teaching our kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. That, yeah. I, I don't know what to say. That opens up a whole different even element that I didn't even really consider is right. a lot of the most vocal people about this are the ones that are actually educating Educators. our children. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, so what what do you think? Do you do you think it's damaging to get rid of some of these obviously racist depictions in like Disney movies? Do you think we should just get rid of it and erase it clean and start over and start over, or do you think we should keep this here as as Disney even said? Surprisingly, Disney even said to have that conversation. Yeah, to be like, look, shit was bad back then, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, 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 what, what, what's your thought on that? I, I think that the whole thing, I, I, I'm totally fine with like that when they started putting like warnings at the beginning of the movies. I don't have sure. a problem with that. Right. It's like that's a different time, whatever. We're, we're not proud of it, uh, but it's still a, a movie in our collection or whatever. Um, I'm fine with that. But when it's like, well, we need to completely get rid of the entire history, like that, that. So what, that's another thing that makes me think it's like like white supremacy. If we stop uh, even acknowledging that there was slavery or that there are minorities, um, like how can you say that that is in an attempt to diversify and to give you know minorities more of a voice mm -hmm. as you one by one pick them out of our history and wipe out the fact that we did some awful shit in our history? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 talk about. Um, like they talk about how um, they only show we only portray history the way like the white man saw it and stuff. But you're doing the exact opposite by wiping the shit completely out of history because you're making mm -hmm. it into, well, bad stuff didn't exist. Like if we get rid of every author, like I, I saw, I think it was back in 2018, they were pushing against getting rid of Laura Ingalls Wilder books, oh, the Little right. House on the Prairie books. Yeah. And it's like, well, because of how she depicted uh, Native Americans, it's like it was, was the post-Civil War 1800s. Right. That's how they viewed right. the Native and, Americans. And right. and it was, I mean, uh, it was a hostile time at, you know, mm -hmm. with Native Americans and, and white people. I mean, it just was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was written from a white person's perspective. Probably a very racist white person perspective right. post Civil War, yeah, like pre mm -hmm. uh, Jim Crow laws, post Civil War, right. um, still fighting like the frontiers and stuff right. like that. Um, but, yeah, but that, again, you take it and be like, this is what this is, you know, what this person, Laura Ingalls, was taught about Native Americans. She probably never met a Native American at that time. It was just what was in the news, what she learned in school, and and that's it's a snapshot history. Exactly, yeah, it's history. history. That's what that's it is. All. Like our is the the next thing is going to be what we think that the history books are racist because they depict history. So we need to remove the stories of what happened from well, like right. that's literally where this goes next. Yeah. Well, that's the sixteen nineteen project is right. basically rewriting curriculum yeah. from the perspective that all white people are hor horrendous Racist people and, and America's and, built on slavery. Yeah, so that that is exactly where yeah. they want this to go. Yeah. Well, and you know. It, 
what was no, it? It uh, used to be the the con- stupid conservative Christian right wing people that were concerned about like right. protecting the children from the evil thought crimes. Right. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's flipped. Yeah. It's completely flipped. Yeah. We we don't want our kids to watch that because um, it portrays a same sex couple. Now it's it's completely flipped over. So tell me why. You also yeah. talked about the the se- the slut shaming of Lola Bunny, which I, I find fascinating. <laughs> yeah. What, it, what's uh, your it, thought about that? You know the the woke. The, the woke people having a problem with uh, – the thing is the article that I read on it said um, that the director, his words were, we wanted to move her from sexy to strong because you can't be both, right? right. No, absolutely you, you not. Got, you, not. You can't be a hot woman and also be strong. That seems pretty sexist to me. Like, <laughs> right, right. Is, yeah. It's, it's like, like word salad and it eats itself alive. It's like digging for these racist overtones – is just perpetrating racist overtones or sexist overtones by right. saying, well, you can't be sexy and strong at the same time. You can't be mm-hmm. um, this or that. Or, I, I don't know. I, right. I, I don't know where this goes. But I did want you to own up to the comment that you had texted me that said, the Dr. Seuss thing is fucking retarded. I hope I don't get canceled for reading your comment. I want you to own Glad that. that's the one you decided to read out loud, <laughs> not the other one. I can read the other um, one. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the uh, the Dr. Seuss thing, I there were some things, like I hadn't dug into it a ton, but looking at the imagery, for the most part, like they showed like tribal uh, African people that were wearing like grass skirts and nose right. rings and stuff. And it's like, and sure, they had like, I don't know, big bellies and big bright red lips and it's like yeah it's not the best but at the same time it's like it's depicting african culture from the and some of these things are like over exaggerated features because it's a freaking dr seuss book it's not necessarily saying these were evil savages and to my knowledge he didn't say anything too negative about the people he just drew drew them in a way that was uh silly yeah and well he did say the people wear slanted eyes which I mean, you can take that derogatory if you want. He did Do say they not? from countries that <laughs> at first I thought it said from countries that don't know how to read, but it actually said from countries that nobody can read. Like you can't read th- that right. names names nobody can read is what it said. I thought it said nobody can, can read. Can you read them? <laughs> exactly. Like, right. I mean, if you're saying that Asian people often have slanted eyes, I mean that's just that's just life, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, it might it might be the reason why they're not so good at driving. Oh my god! You, don't have you are, vision, you but, are um, gonna get us canceled. <laughs> but that doesn't. We mean do not endorse this man. Thing. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, I, I also texted you before you guys got on, and it's it's pretty it's semi relevant to especially the woke shit. Uh, did, did you see the Burger King UK story I did, today? I, did I saw not. that. I did just not. before we came on. Go ahead. Right, so. It's one of my favorite things that I've seen in a long time, but uh, Burger King UK put out a tweet, and this tweet, let me preface by saying, it was their attempt at being inclusive and empowering to women. Now, with that in mind, that, that, that wonderful, beautiful message of empowering women, their tweet verbatim was, women belong in the kitchen. <laughs> Burger King tweeted this. In Burger the UK. King tweeted, "Women belong in the kitchen," and said this uh, is empowering to women. Their follow-up t- tweets were, uh, 
if they want to, of course. Yet only 20% of chefs are women. Uh, we're on a mission to change the gender ratio in the restaurant industry by empowering female employees with the opportunity to pursue a culinary career. Maybe you shouldn't reason, start that out with women belong in the kitchen. Maybe, maybe they I feel just like somebody placed their wrong. last day. Like, <laughs> there's like, no way this was this. an accident. <laughs> how, much, how much marketing advertising... Or like advertising and marketing funding went into this person to come up with this, right. and then be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> well, it's like um, we we heard about one of the local schools here that is named the Marion Indians. They need to, yeah. they are changing their name this year because it's a derogatory term to be right. called Indians, which we saw it coming. All these sports teams are going right. to start Why losing. Is it offensive to be called an Indian? Because that's not their their name. Anyway, either yeah. way. Whether you agree with it or not, they're changing their name. So they they spent. Are they dot Indians or Wawa Feather? <laughs> I think the feather. I, mean, I gotta I think know, the feather. otherwise I can't know if it's racist. The, the Feather Indians. Um, oh, okay. Then, anyway, yeah, that's terrible. They they paid a marketing firm. What was it, like twenty thousand dollars, close to somewhere yeah. around there, to come up to research to do all the like the woke research on another name, like a non. Um, non-offensive name they came up mm -hmm. with the mavericks and then the mavericks okay. they found out which is the name of what uh oh, it, it's, it's a, a wild horse a wild horse right? yeah can't be tamed that which isn't racist however yeah. the word maverick originally came from a slave owner right well that's where they got that name from actually it, there's much more to this guy because apparently he signed the texas declaration of independence he was a big figure in texas history and so they called him a maverick because he refused to brand his horses like the other people that were there he owned a couple slaves that were gifted to him by his dad when his dad died and then he set them free. But who hears the word Mavericks? And he goes there, right. right. I, I, I think mean, Top Gun. Uh, yeah, that's what I think, too. What's, what's that cheesy line she says in Top Gun? That, Maverick, you stud. To, take, take me to bed or lose me forever. Yeah, something like that. Take Which me or should lose be me. canceled in itself. <laughs> Anything with Meg Ryan should be canceled. I've got that's one more tweet from BKUK, uh, if you don't mind. And then I'll, I'll Go ahead. peace out. But um, uh, they followed up with, uh, we hear you. <laughs> We got our initial tweet wrong. We're sorry. <laughs> our aim was to draw attention to the fact that 20% of professional chefs in UK kitchens are women and and to help change that by awarding culinary scholarships. We will do better next time. No, you so no, no they knew the, the was, they knew exactly what they were doing when they posted it. They knew it was going to spark the outrage. Not. They right. that it did. It was an attention grabber. It's kind of brilliant. It ge genius is what I was going to say. It's an attention grabber to get people like what the Fuck are they talking about? And then right. read the rest of the tweets, and they're like, "Oh, oh, that's kind of genius." But then the problem they had—I don't know though—was when they backpedaled on it because right. of the mob outrage. It's like right. you made a conscious decision, knowing that this was kind of a sexist statement, a very sexist statement. They might just be really, really tone deaf and stupid, and it's possible. I don't know. They are from the UK. The so person that the person that came up with that women belong in the kitchen. He knew what he was doing. Right. He or she knew what they were doing. Yeah, because they. I would like to. Where think does so. that that line comes from? Nowhere else, except <laughs> from a body uh, embodiment of sexism. 
Yeah. I mean, there's so many just sexist, the, so many sexist that, feminist it, jokes come. It's like the Hardee's commercials, right? Where they got the chick in the bikini mowing down on a massive cheeseburger, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. it pissed people off. They were like, oh, you're sexualizing your burgers. And it's like, well. Well, yeah, that's was, the point. That yeah, was totally But it accident. got your attention. <laughs> Oops. I, I right. didn't realize. Oh, let's backpedal on this. The, the problem is that they make these decisions that are going to ruffle feathers intentionally. And then when they ruffle feathers, they backpedal on it. And they're like, oh, sorry, we didn't mean to piss people off. Right. Yeah. That's but where that's where you're the wrong. The only reason why I give them a little bit of leeway and think that they're just retarded is because they said immediately after that this whole thing, like it, the whole strategy was to pander to the wokeness and say we've got a special place for you women in <laughs> you as win. chefs, which is the most laughable part of right. this whole thing. That right. Burger King is calling their grill, <laughs> their burger flippers chefs <laughs> of any kind. And right, that it's like culinary this, this award like and this, this high esteemed position for a woman to be able to. I don't know, drop some fries into grease. But uh, yeah, just the fact that they were going for the woke shit and they were pandering and mm. just Back, totally backfired majorly. Did such a beautiful backfire. I, I wish it was intentional, but I kind of wonder if it was. <laughs> you just don't know anymore. Maybe, maybe Burger King in the UK is some prime culinary delight <laughs> delicacy. So who knows? Sure. I've never had UK food. Maybe that is delicacy there. Um, <laughs> if you're from the UK, let us know. Is Burger King <laughs> a, a, a chef's dream job? <laughs> More importantly, yes. you women. Do you feel more empowered because Burger King is pushing for you to flip burgers for minimum wage? Does, does well, that no, make I said there was going to go scholarships to go to culinary school. It's right. like, you're just going to lose all your employees then. Right. You're, we're going to help you guys go to culinary school so you can get real jobs. Can you imagine being their parent where your kid men. goes to culinary school for seven years and then they get a job at Burger King? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. are, are you out of time? You said I am you're out of time. Go I got to get back to my own thing, but um, I, I would like to leave people with this: keep an eye on the woke stuff. And if it looks like, like if it says that we're doing this for diversity, think about if a white supremacist were saying it. Does it still make sense? If so, then maybe, just maybe, there's more to it than you think. Yes. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Um, it's always always good to have you on, and I always yes. wonder if I'm going to get completely deplatformed <laughs> after you come on. So th- hey, thank you, you for that. you did it to my show for years, so it's, true. it's only it returning true. the favor. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming on. You came uh, on my show dressed as Colin Kaepernick, for fuck's sake. I mean, <laughs> what were you dressed up as that day? Probably... Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, then. It, it was either when I put went in orange face as Donald Trump or I painted my face entirely white and wrote black across my forehead. <laughs> to clarify, I, I was testing to see how much black paint on your face it takes to make you a racist. We, uh, we, were, we were very testy during those times. So, And you found out the hard I'm way. I'm still that, getting hit for it. Yes. And that was like three years ago. All right, man. Th- right. Thanks for coming on. Um, I'll catch yep. you next time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yep. Yeah. Bye. That was uh, Dan Smots of the System Is Down podcast. Um, if you want to call in, the, the Zoom link is still in the comments section of the YouTube live feed, or you can find it on our for- Facebook forum, the the um, Break the Bell forum. Um, give us a call. We're going to just keep on rolling with what we got to talk about. We got a little bit of time left. Um, we want to pull up some of this stuff. Talking about cancel culture, talking about whether it even exists, if it's a thing. And I... I just don't understand how you can 
make the argument that cancel culture is not a thing, that it's imaginary. Right. I understand that some of the stuff does not constitute as cancel culture. Yeah. Like, I don't think the potato head thing is cancel culture. No. It's just a uh, a company trying to play it safe and trying to pander right. to both sides. I, and I think some of it's justified. I mean, you look at, like, Harvey Weinstein, mm -hmm. right? I mean, the things he did... He needed to. He needed to be kicked out of Hollywood. He needed to go away. Right. He needed to go away. He he was a bad presence in Hollywood. Yes. But fucking over, Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> and again, they didn't really change. Well, much. they didn't. They, okay. Let me let me change that. Speedy Re Gonzalez. Okay. All right. You're gonna go after Speedy Gonzalez. You know. I mean, he, he he's a Mexican mouse, and he's super fast. Hispanic. Do you know that he's Mexican? Did they come out and say he's Mexican? He's he, an Hispanic he, he's mouse. He's Mexican. Have you seen his, his sombrero? <laughs> okay. <laughs> they don't wear those in Puerto Rico. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, God. Oh, this is going to be the one that does this in. I just know it. So I've got this uh, CNN article that's titled, It's Time to Cancel This Talk of Cancel Culture. So that sounds as ridiculous as it probably is. It says, um, is it something getting fired for harassment or problematic views? No, that's a workplace doing its job. Um, what well, It starts out, what exactly is cancel culture? Is it something someone getting fired for harassment? Nobody says somebody getting fired for harassment is cancel culture. Right. The people that do are usually the ones that are doing the harassing, and right. they're like, well, you're just trying to cancel me. No, you're just a no. dick. Yeah, if you're you harassing somebody, away. you should be canceled. You should be fired. Is it popular figure... Is it a popular figure losing fans or affiliations because of their past actions? No, that's the power of public opinion. I agree with that statement, too. Yeah. But when you're digging so far back looking for every minor right. Twitter yeah. post of somebody when they're like yeah. 17 years old right. yeah. and and using that yeah. against well, somebody because you, know you don't like them. You know when they were in high school, they retweeted a joke that was kind of offensive. How many offensive jokes did you tell in high school? Oh, God, I'm not even going there. I, yeah, if, <laughs> if, if I was to... Uh, if somebody was to write out all the jokes I told in high school or, God forbid, the military, yeah. <laughs> man, uh, we'd be gone in a second. Right. But when you got J.K. Rowling, who people are trying to get kicked off because of her different views on, on transgender, mm -hmm. or Gina Carano, who got kicked off Disney because she had different re political views than well, Disney. And then she came out and called people Nazis. And like uh, um, Bill Maher said on that video you sent... Um, I wish we could play it. Maybe I'll post a link to that in the show notes. But he pretty much said, calling somebody a Nazi is basically saying, I don't like you right. these days. Right. Like, everybody's calling everybody Nazis. But we read her her thing, and it didn't say anything about someone being Nazis, remember? She said that people were taught to hate people because of different, um, because they were different. Yeah, it was the public. Right, right, right. It wasn't right. the Nazis, yeah. it was the public. Yeah. So, but yeah, she got canceled for that, which... This one t says how she didn't actually get canceled. but it, sure. So it goes on. It says, is it a company choosing not to publish a book or a group of people boycotting a brand? No, that's just the free market at work. To me, there is the free market where people decide, hey, we're not going to buy the shit because it's offensive. That's right. fine. But this whole mob mentality, this whole like a, a small percentage, percentage like mobs up against a company and you have... As we've talked about, these um, social media platforms that have serious pull in who gets to say stay and who yeah. has to go on one side or the other, 
that's when it becomes less of free markets and more of this mob mentality, this mob well, rule. But but beyond that, they're acting as thought police because mm-hmm. like Space Jam 2 isn't even out. There is no backlash, and they're already trying to pregame it, be right. like, okay, this may be offensive, this may be offensive, so we're going to take this, we're going to take this, we're going to change this, and that way people might like it. If you're if you're going to do that, just do it. You don't have to make this public statement well, about yeah, it because right. you know what it's going to do. It creates it's, publicity. It's gonna it's gonna make people on one side applaud, kind of like they did with Potato Head, even though they basically did nothing. Right. And it's gonna make people on the other side outraged because of oh they're canceling Lola Bunny. It's just publicity. They're they're just getting people to talk about their right. probably their shitty product, like I, Potato Head, a I, shitty I, product. I think. Uh, something that people are way overlooking is that uh, that I find the fact that the portrayal of Daffy Duck's speech impediment highly right. offensive. If right. I or had a Porky lisp, Pig or Porky Pig, people with the stutter, come yeah. on, yeah. come on, yeah. That I mean, you're making fun of. Uh, like, when does that get canceled? Tasmanian Devil, right? So it says, is it a company? Oh, I read that one. Cancel culture, as it's understood today, isn't real. Not only do people and things allegedly canceled by this imaginary movement often prevail in the end, the whole concept is smoke and screen to distract from actual systemic forces of suppression. Okay? Cancel culture isn't real, and the reasoning for this is because people will continue to prevail, like Gina Carano managed to prevail. That's the world we live in. We talked about—I talked about this— on bonus episodes, I think we've talked about it before. Resources are unlimited. Right. You tell us to shut, sit down and shut up, we'll find like five other right. platforms to do it on. Right. Yeah. That's not the fact that, oh, you didn't get canceled. Yeah, in a way, we kind of did, mm-hmm. but we find a way to move on. Right, right. <laughs> it yeah. says people almost are never actually canceled. Let's take a look at some recent victims of the so-called cancel culture. And it shows the books, the Dr. Seuss books. It says Dr. Seuss Enterprise... The group that handles the iconic author's legacy announced a handful of titles out of dozens that will no longer be printed or sold because of racist depictions. The books are not illegal to own, and in fact, many libraries have said they're actively finding ways to keep these titles on their shelves with the context around their troubling content. Still, some people cried cancel culture, and within days, mainstream Seuss titles like The Cat in the Hat were topping bestseller lists. Just because, and I'm not saying Dr. Seuss got canceled, because they made right. this conscious decision themselves. But just because other works of theirs skyrocket because of this doesn't mean right. it it's cancel culture and do, culture doesn't exist. Right. That means people come out to support it right. in yeah, swarms. Because they think it's ridiculous. Right. It says best selling country artist Morgan Wallen faced criticism after he was caught saying a racial slur on camera. Some radio say <clears throat> Some radio stations decided to stop playing his songs, but they climbed up the Spotify charts nonetheless, and his album sales and social media followers skyrocketed. So far, his career has certainly not been canceled. Neither were the cre- careers of Lena Del Rey, Doja Cat, Camila Cabello, Justin Bieber, or any other singers accused of racist speech. Gina Carano, who played a supporting role on Disney's The Mandalorian, was fired after comparing treatment of conservatives to the Holocaust. She didn't even say conservatives. No, she just said people in general. Obviously, right. she was referring to conservatives, right. but she was just saying. And yeah. I, I don't even think she was making that comparison. She was just saying, right. this is where this can go. Right. 
She's not banned from getting work, and in fact, she has already landed herself another gig, funded by conservative pundit Ben Shapiro. And we've talked about that. Yeah. We've seen this all before. Cancel culture is nothing new, but it's not real. Right. It's nothing new, right. but it's not yeah. real. So, It's philosophy that anyone can be exoriated for speak, speaking their mind, excuse me, that people are too sensitive, that the slightest offense can be fatal. It's just a repackaged extension of the decade-long culture wars and the political correctness dialogue popular in the 1990s. It's also a remix of common First Amendment and censorship arguments, which often vastly misinterpret the Constitution and legal bounds of both terms. For instance, conservatives have long alleged censorship of like-minded voices on Twitter and Facebook when data analysis shows the volume and reach of conservative content is quite strong and often outperforms other content. So you're telling me censorship of conservative views doesn't exist on these platforms? Right. I mean, this couldn't have been written after January 6th right. or yeah. January 20th when right. they were actively shutting down right conservatives conservative uh groups conservative mm -hmm. pages um just for the fact that they um somewhat supported Donald Trump right yeah like it it is there you can't say it didn't exist oh, yeah. unless you were one of the victims that fell to this and you had all your shit go down yeah. i had my stuff canceled right absolutely and i don't say half the shit that some of these people right. say says the term cancel culture actually began among vast am amorphous social media groups and online fandoms. Talks about like musicians, how they're they call or YouTubers that called for their rivals to get canceled. It it's just kind of talking about where the term came from. Right. Um, it says people targeted by cancel culture are almost never actually canceled. However, propon proponents of this imaginary force want you to believe its victims prevail not because cancel culture doesn't exist, but because it can be thwarted. Because people find a way to work right. around, and yeah. they and well, and people come to their their support. People yes. don't want to see people get canceled. Generally, most people I feel like don't want to see someone get taken out because they have a different opinion. Right. Says the argument argument breaks down when those very proponents have to apply the same logic to people within their fold. Says it's no secret cancel culture has been adopted as a cause du jour among conservative celebrities. Ohio Representative Jim Jordan recently called the House Judiciary hearing on cancel culture, saying it was cause of wave of censorship across the country. The theme of this year's conservative political action conference was even America uncancelled. And yet the conference ended up canceling a speaker who expressed anti-Semitic views online. Okay, this article annoys the shit out of me. Right. It says there are things cancel culture doesn't fight for. Women afraid to speak up for fear of being blacklisted. LB LGBTQ people hiding their identities to protect their careers or lives. Or people shunned from their culture or their views. Says in 2016, Colin Kaepernick kneeled during the national anthem at the NFL game. After that season, he hasn't played football since. Because he sucks. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not a good football player, and he's put all his, his, everything he has into being this, this, this social justice warrior. And I'm sorry, you, you pay the price for it. I mean, he's getting paid out the ass for Nike. That's what Nike. I was going to say. Again, people came to his support. Right. Yeah. He still has big sponsors that he's get he's getting yeah. gazillions of dollars yeah. to and, and there was even a push for NFL to to you know get him and he refused 
because he wanted to get paid more than well, what even the XFL wanted him, and, right? And, and he he wanted an ridiculous an absurd amount. amount of money. Yeah. So, yeah, I I don't I don't know. It says the early fallout from the hashtag Take a Knee protests were met with studied indifferences by many NFL leaders and former President Donald Trump and countless other political figures repeatedly cast wide and sometimes violent derision their way. Yes, I get that it happens on both sides. And right. I get that he was, in a way, canceled for his decisions. Right. But look at the audience of the NFL, mm-hmm. right? It's not the same audience as you're going to find in, say, the NBA. Okay? That's going to be more supportive of it. Right. It says, where are the anti-cancel cultural warriors in Kaepernick jerseys? I mean, there's all kinds of them. They were they were all over the place. Again, Nike was all over his ass. Yes, it's not. Yes, the people are going to fight for the people on their side that yeah, got canceled. Right. But he was supported. All the other these other players came out, and I mean, the NFL came out and they told teams if you want to if you want to kneel, kneel. Right. Right. And then the teams that did got slammed by their fans, and but there were many fans that supported them. I mean, that's just the way it is. So it says there is accountability, there are legal repercussions, there are tides of public opinion and the pull of the free market. There are also longstanding institutional structures that serve to suppress, suppress and threaten those who act against the interests of those in, with power. None of this is cancel culture. I get that we're <laughs> defining what cancel culture right. is or is not, but cancel culture is a term that came from this stuff. So right. you can't define, say, this isn't cancel culture. Well, that's right. what it was defined as. Yeah, exactly. That's how what it came exactly. from. Yeah. You said it came from the YouTube phenomenon yeah. back, what, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. Yes. Yeah. I get that they can still move on and still do things, yeah. but there is a form of cancel going on on both Absolutely. sides. Well, I mean, look at uh, Clarence, Clarence Thomas. You know, he had his documentary pulled from Amazon uh, during uh, Black History Month, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's a black conservative Supreme Court judge. You're right. Right? But they pulled it, Amazon pulled it, and and part of that was because he wrote a um, a dissenting uh, opinion of them listening to the, the voter fraud. Yeah. Right? I get that it's not like the 1950s blacklist where when somebody puts a, a tag on you, you can't work... Right. Anywhere right. after that, because like I said, we have unlimited resources pathways. here. Right. We have unlimited resources. We live in a society where we can basically um, make it. We're still, for now, in a free society where right. we can still for make now. it on our own and we can move on and find other ways. Yeah. We're innovative. We yeah. have the world of innovation is greater now than yeah. it ever has been. So, yes, we can move on, but I, that doesn't mean cancel right. culture but, doesn't exist. But and, and, again, you get into a slippery slope because these these companies are playing thought police. Yeah. And they're trying to predict what's going to be a problem, and so they're, they're preemptively changing things, canceling things, because they don't want to get the woke mob after them. Sure. And, and where does it stop at that point? Right, right. So that's all I want to talk about that article because um, I think it's all just – Semantics. It it's is. like, well, this isn't actual. They're not actually canceled. Right. They didn't. I mean, they didn't go away. They right. still made a lot of money. And yeah. it almost seems like they're saying some of these people, like, <laughs> made it big from 
right. this cancellation thing, which is what we said about Hasbro, right? With Potato Head, yeah, more people are going to go buy Potato Head now right. because yeah, they Th- made this rush and be like, this... oh my gosh, I got to get Mr. Potato Head before they make it just Potato Head. You and know? how much has Colin Kaepernick made on sponsorships more oh, than yeah. he ever probably would have made yeah. in the NFL? And, and his causes are are you know all over the place now. Sure. So then there is another article titled, What is the Cost of Cancel Culture? And we're, we're going to run out of time, so I'm not going to read through this whole thing. But this is from BBC. So this is by Zoe, Zoe Thomas. Talks about Pavel Polinich, um, who he um, started a webpage called Karen's Going Wild. So it's basically a website where people can come and post, you know what Karens are, like right. the typical, stereotypical white woman that like right. freaks out over, like usually racist, right? because uh, usually flipping out on some or black masks. guy. Black guy for, yeah, now it's masked too, but usually flipping out on like black guy that cut mm-hmm. her off or something. Right. I mean, the r- videos are ridiculous and they piss me off at the person. And it pissed me off that we're making them into basically mm-hmm. <laughs> a public icon. Right. We're making them fa- infamously famous. Yeah. So this guy, so this article says, with more free time on his hands, it says Paul Pavel Polinich was working on as a chef in Washington, D.C. Was he working for Burger King? <laughs> um, when coronavirus shut down most of his industry. With more free time on his hands, Mr. Pol- Polinich began to focus on his social media accounts, including a new page he created called Karen's Going Wild. For a while, Mr. Polinich who is originally from Peru, says he was hearing stories from friends about prejudice, interactions, and seeing a growing number of videos posted online that showed racist behavior across the U.S. He wanted to do more to ensure the incidents go p- got public attention, and he says he wanted to form a safe space for those who filmed the videos to publish them. So it's basically like YouTube for right. people that want to post these Karen videos. The account, which has more than 700,000 followers on Instagram, posts images and videos of individuals behaving in prejudice and bigoted ways. It was receiving so many submissions that Mr. Polinich created a second backup account. The title, Karen's Going Wild, refers to the popular meme, Karen, seen as an entitled or demanding person, typically a white woman, who often expresses racist or prejudiced views. Um, So here's some of their Instagram stuff. It says the goal... um, is to use social media to draw attention to these actions, publicly shaming people involved, ultimately getting the people canceled, which cancel culture doesn't exist. These times of doing whatever you want without consequence are over, he said. Uh, For those at the receiving end of cancel culture, the consequence can lead to loss of reputation and income that can be hard to recover from. Critics of cancel culture say it is the equivalent of letting an angry mob decide a person's fate. That's exactly, it's the mom mentality. Right. It's exactly what it is. Worse still, they argue, it stifles free speech, preventing some from voicing opinions out of fear they will be personally attacked. I mean, there's an argument on both sides here. I can see how people can be like, well, that's my my free speech. And I, I agree, people should have the right, people have the right to be as stupid and say as stupid shit as right. they want to say. Um, It says, right or not, people have such a propensity to make a statement or make a comment without knowing all the facts, explains Denise Graziano, chief executive of marketing firm Graziano Associates. She argues businesses need to take the threat of cancel culture seriously and set policies in advance that help them weather weather the cancel culture storms. 
What is cancel culture? It says, according to Kimberly Foster, founder of the website for Harriet, who has written about cancel culture, the term is used to apply to a range of actions. Cancel culture can include everything from people with the most money and privilege in our society getting pushback for saying things others found distasteful to regular everyday people losing their jobs for relatively minor infractions. So it's not being completely wiped out like right. CNN was saying. Yes, they they can still move on and do other things, but the definition based on this woman is that it can include pushback, it can yeah. include people losing their jobs, they, it can include lots uh, a wide variety of things. Right. When I was first being used among young people on the internet, canceling was a way to say, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. But as canceling became more widely used on social media, it has grown into a way to call on others to reject a person or business. This can happen when the target breaks social norms. For example, making sexist comments, but it has also happened when people have expressed opinions on politics, business, and even pop culture. So we've seen that, especially right. since the election. Yeah, You give us a certain political view, or you take you, you say anything as hor- horrendous as Donald Trump won the election and it was stolen. Right. Social media accounts taken oh, down. Yeah. Boom. YouTube pages taken down. Right. Freaking just blacklisted across social media. Yeah. Um, look at Parler, for example. Parler got completely canceled. If you mm-hmm. think cancel culture doesn't exist, explain Parler. Right. Yeah. It says, gone too far. And this is what uh, we kind of briefly mentioned earlier. It says, 2019, former U.S. President Barack Obama weighed into the debate about cancel culture, saying it was not activism. If all you're doing is casting stones, you're probably not going to get that far, he told an audience at an event for the Obama Foundation. He added that he got the sense some young people felt being as judgmental as possible was the best way to force change and cautioned them that the world was messy and full of ambiguities. I agree with that. Like, being judgmental or argumentative or just, like, yelling, hey, that's a Karen, what... what are you fixing? Right. What? Right. How are you the solution to the problem? Right. Have an actual intelligent debate discussion about why thoughts are what. Right. You know, rather than trying to silence the person. Right. Silencing them is the same as like deleting mm-hmm. these movies or right. um, erasing books because right. they had racist right. um, overtones. overtones in them. Yeah. It doesn't solve anything. It right. doesn't bring light to the situation. Yeah. All it does is say, well, this don't exist anymore. Well, and, and you. Say that person is wrong, okay? Say that somebody did something that was wrong, and you're you're growing support for that person, mm-hmm. right? And so you may be empowering that person and, and creating a niche for that person where maybe maybe you do need to change that person's thinking. Maybe you do need to to have a debate where people come together and actually discuss that line of thinking, sure, and, and find out why that thinking and is that way. From? Right? Where's it coming from? enlighten me talk mm-hmm. to me you know and, and maybe i'm taking it out of context as things so often are yeah right especially like short 30 second videos on youtube right taken out of context all the time it says a similar similar argument was made by over a by a group of over 100 writers and academics including jk rowling uh Na- naom chomsky in a letter it should be norm Norm Chomsky. It says Naom, N-O-A-M. Chomsky, in a letter published in Harper's Magazine, they argued that cancel culture had created an intolerant climate and had weakened norms of open debate. That's what you're saying. Right. 
Like, if you can't openly debate somebody, if you just instantly go to, you're done, we're done, we, mm-hmm. we, we can't have this discussion because you're a fucking racist, mm-hmm. you're not right. helping the solution. Right. You're not offering a solution. Yeah. You're just shutting it down, and that person's going to entrench deeper in their idea, I, ideology. Right. You're going to entrench deeper, yeah. deeper into your ideology. If you dogpile on somebody who has a different opinion, right? Mm-hmm. I mean— what are Back they, them in a corner, right? They're going to come out being like, "Well, that that guy's a dick." Mm. I kind of figured that you know that those people on the right are like that, or those people on the left are like that. Sure. You know, says the letter received criticism by those who said the writers were already in a position of power, and that cancel culture was meant to give a voice to those with less privilege. So just cancel them all together, so we can give right. voice to the less privileged. Yeah. That that's not how this works. Yeah. Um, that's just bringing everybody, that's like communism, I guess, at its finest. It's like, let's put everybody on the same playing field. Let's, let's just shut down these people in power. Right. So, so people with less power can have a voice. Yeah. That's, that's just not how things work. Right. Cancelers like Mr. Polinich said using social media to call attention to actions they don't agree with is the only way to create consequences for those who have more power in society. But it, you're, you're talking about, like, these Karens. It's usually, like, some nobody on the street that mm-hmm. they, they post videos of that right. gets out of their car and is, like, screaming at a ma- somebody not wearing a mask or screaming right. at—or calling the cops on an African-American that was walking down the sidewalk. Right. yeah. I mean, yes, they're being assholes, but it's not necessarily somebody that has more power, and it's not right. the only way to create consequences for that person. Yeah. I mean, what is that really going to do? Just someone's going to go pee on their doorstep? Yeah. It says that power can come in the form of money or influence. Other times, cancelers say that the power comes from their race or gender. At the heart of many complaints about cancel culture is the idea that there are few ways to make amends once cancel cancel culture says you have done something wrong. And we saw that with, God forbid we talk about the hashtag MeToo movement. Yes, Mm. a lot of shitty people should have been taken down. Like you said, yeah. Harvey Weinstein Weinstein yeah. should have been taken down. But there were people that were accused of things, mm-hmm. and it came out that, yeah, that didn't actually happen. Well, right. well, the ball had already been set in motion right. at that point. Who Who is that uh, That comedian that that one chick had gone after saying that uh, um, she thought he, he expected sex or something, and so she was like... You was know. that Aziz? Yeah, that was Aziz. Aziz, yeah. yeah, right. And she was totally going after him, and he and he didn't do anything. Yeah, right, you know? right. And so that cast that bad light on him mm-hmm. immediately, and it's hard to bounce back from that kind yeah, of stuff. Right, it's hard to get your reputation back once somebody smears it. Right. So instead of this canceling, there are better ways to address this stuff. Right. And yes, um, exposing is not the same as canceling. Right. Exposing Harvey Weinstein for what he did was yeah. not a right. cancel culture. Right. That wasn't like, oh, this guy, we need to completely shut him down. No. Coming out and being like, hey, this happened to me. Right. Did this happen to somebody else? Yes, yeah. it happened to me. That's where the hashtag Me Too movement came from. Right. It came from a good place. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it turned into this massive cancel culture. Right. It says it's important to remember that someone is paying the price, says Alexis Odesser, an expert in crisis public relations at Bliss Integrated. She adds, brands targeted by cancel culture can often find ways to move past an incident while individuals can be left with very expensive consequences. There's that whole thing talking really kind of against what CNN was saying. Well, well, yeah, they they will bounce back. Right. Well, yeah, brands can bounce back. Right, yeah. A lot of times, especially nobody individuals 
don't have that same option. Right. Yeah. Famous people's people can. Yeah. Some right. of them. Yeah. Most of them can. I mean, I think the biggest one you look at uh, Mel Gibson, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, for for everything that happened, I don't even remember when that was, but you. I mean, I thought he was done in Hollywood for sure. Sure. And he's he's slowly creeping back. Some people are more forgiving than others, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you know, I he's he's gonna be fine. This, you know. It says on June twenty. So it says when individuals are targeted. It says. June twenty seventh, a man, a video of a man shouting at an elderly woman at a Costco in Florida was shared on social media, along with a call to identify him. Video went viral. By the following day, the man had been identified from a picture on his company's website. Hours after he was identified, with a growing number of posts expressing outrage at his actions, he was fired. In a statement, the company thanked those commenting on the internet for raising awareness about the behavior of its former employee. Their behavior in the video is in direct conflict with our company values, the company said. When an ordinary individual is canceled, they could simply step off social media to wait out public criticism. But by calling on an employer to act, cancelers are able to follow their targets offline as well. Other examples of cancel culture costing someone their job include Amy Cooper, fired after a viral video showed her filing a false police report on a black bird watcher. We talked about that. Yeah. Michael Lofthouse forced out of his startup for a racist tirade. It says, For companies deciding whether to fire an employee who has been canceled is tricky. In the U.S., many employment contracts give businesses a large amount of discretion over when to terminate a worker's contract. Letting go of an employee who has committed an offense may be the fastest way for a firm to quickly restore its reputation. But the employee who was fired moving isn't as easy and finding new work can can be difficult. So, I mean, a lot of this, I can see people saying, oh, this is just an excuse for your shitty behavior. Yeah, uh, it's going to be hard for me to find a job now because you blasted my video all over line and now my employee caught wind of this and now I got fired. Right. I mean, there are consequences to the shitty things you said. Yeah. But there is this, like, mom mentality and there are, like, there are people that just lose their mind. Right. At a certain moment and say something stupid. We've all done it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if everything I'd ever said got recorded, I'd never have a freaking job. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, the best people with the best intentions can lose their freaking shit at some Absolutely. point. Right. And say something stupid. And if it gets put on this, like, Karen's Gone Wild mm-hmm. website, I mean, you could be done. And you could be, it could be hard for you to find well, a job. And also, I mean, when you have a site like that, how much. How much is is how much of it's entrapment, right? Yeah, right. Somebody trying to push that person over seen, the edge. Yeah, I've seen those videos right? where yes, the person is talking calmly, but you can tell right. they're not trying to de escalate the situation. Right. They're sitting there with the, the camera on them. What, what what I'm sorry, man, what'd you call me? What'd you call yeah, me? You know, right. and you know. So I mean, this is a different level of cancel culture, but in, in a way it's the same thing. Right. Like I said, just completely shutting somebody down and like getting them fired. Getting them uh, like their reputation smeared. What yeah. what are you fixing here? Right. What are you fixing by canceling people like yeah. books? Yeah. So from at, racist times. Go at, ahead. At the bottom of it, um, of the article here, it gives a couple of examples of like brands that were targeted by cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was Pepsi criticized for a controversial ad that appropriated global protest movements, including Black Lives Matter, which I don't remember that. Um, that was the. 
That one was ridiculous. I don't know that they were canceled for this. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it was uh, one of the Jenner girls. Like there was like, like oh, I remember pro- that two, two protest yes. groups, and she came up and like shared a Pepsi yeah. and got them to. I mean, that was just distasteful. Yeah, it's right. stupid, yeah. but I I don't think that was necessarily a, a sign of yeah. cancel culture because um, Pepsi still. Doing right. its thing. Right. Equinox, which I don't know them, it says the Gym Club uh, brand faced a backlash after it emerged that its owner was holding a Trump fundraiser. See, that's just shitty to right. cancel somebody because they're that's their of political, political opinion. leanings. Right. Uh, Starbucks was targeted for telling employees not to wear Black Lives Matter t shirts and badges, which doesn't sound like something Starbucks would do. No, so I that... think it was like, don't, I basically don't. Where any political affiliation right. is what it... And that's usually Starbucks is, like, where they sit. Yeah, and I, I think they'd have the same concern over wearing, like, a MAGA hat right. at Starbucks or a MAGA yeah. pin or right. something. I think they probably have the same rules for that. Yeah. Uh, Nike released a shoe with the original U.S. flag. The flag has only 13 stars and comes from a time when slavery was legal. What? I don't even remember that. I don't either, but... Again, Nike's again, doing its thing still. Yeah. If you can't, if you get outraged over stupid shit like that, well, it, again, history. <clears throat> what about, um, like quarters? They have George Washington, which who right. was the president during slavery. Mm-hmm. What about? I mean, we've already canceled certain bills that right. had like Andrew Jackson on it and mm-hmm. and things like that. Which, whatever. Right. I mean, but but if you look at anything that was ever had anybody on it that had any reference to a time during slavery oh yeah you're, you're erasing right. a good chunk yeah the good a, a majority good of our yeah. our and, and our founding symbolism. fathers you know and what about well i mean when did eagle the eagle become the national bird uh, that was uh that was back in the colonial days because i think uh ben franklin wanted the turkey and they decided to go with the eagle. yeah that's right that's right yeah. so i mean that was around during slave time right. so that symbolism right um should ditch go the, away we should ditch that uh when did betsy ross make the oh that would have been the 13 star flag right, right, right. yeah so i mean yeah the american yeah. flag was designed during that so we right. should just ditch the american yeah. flag altogether because it's all based yeah. on you know what? the original design yankee doodle you know macaroni do not eat macaroni no it's definitely racist. not um yeah basically all the symbolism that represents america derived right. from racist time so right. to to speak out against one thing mm-hmm. But not against all of it. It's just we're, yeah, we're what picking was it, and choosing. Star Spangled Banner, or what is it, the the fifth verse or sixth verse that nobody even knows? No, I didn't apparently, know there was that many verses. Yeah, I guess there was a, a line that says something about uh, I don't know the slave or the free man or something. I don't know, but it's it, probably why we don't sing it anymore. I was gonna say that's, and you only hear the first verse. Yeah, you, I didn't know there were that many verses directly. So. I don't know. I mean, we still, if you want to call in and give your comments on this shit, if you are still listening, this is so ridiculous. And it's just getting worse. I mean, we can argue semantics all you want. Well, that's not actually being canceled. Like Potato Head, right. I agree, isn't being canceled. Right. Yeah. But I, I do feel that this came out of a, a social, ju- an SJW mm. push. Right. Yeah. Like them buckling under pressure. Yeah. When it, it was real. It's all just pandering, is what yeah, like right. the brand stuff is I, just pandering. Yeah, I, I I doubt there is pressure. It's like you said, they're they're trying to revitalize the brand, and they decide right. to go that direction. Right. Yeah. When it comes to current products, is pandering. Yeah, hundred percent pandering. Yeah. Because I don't think there's too many 
sexist or racist products well, out there anymore. Did, did anybody come out and complain about Aunt Jemima? Did anybody complain about Uncle Ben? Right. You know, I mean, nobody cared. The family of the woman portrayed on Aunt Jemima came out and said, right. Well, one of the, not the one on the bottle, but it was portrayed by several different yeah. people throughout the years. Right. One of them, their family come out and they're like, well, you're just erasing like a big thing in our right. history. So the people that were portrayed on it, they weren't offended by it. Yeah. They were fr- more offended that they were canceling Aunt Jemima yeah. off the, the bottle. The Land of Lakes Butter Lady. I yeah. mean, you know, the Uncle Ben's family, I think they came out. You know, really? It was like, you know, so it's Uncle just... Uncle Ben, like, from Spider-Man? No, no, no. The Christ guy, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I know, I know, I know. I don't know. what. What's all your opinions on this? Because, I mean, we can go back and forth on this. And I, I will go back and forth. If they're... Yeah. And some of this, like that last article I read... I can see some of it where you can be like, well, you're just like excusing shitty behavior because I might not be able to get a job from it. Right. Yes, there are consequences to words and your actions and stuff. Do I think this mob needs to come out in full force and and (laughs) just decimate somebody's character because of it? No, there's other ways to do this. But the, you know, this mob that is decimating people's characters, it has these companies scared. You know, it has them trying to preemptively play thought police. Mm -hmm. And and that's why they're, they're, they're doing this. Right. So. No, you're absolutely right. Um, And I, I, that the thing, the point that my brother brought up of how, it's in a way on its own white supremacy. Mm-hmm. That was interesting to me. I mean, right? Yeah, we made the whole thing with um, Curious George and how racist that sounds. But like canceling all these early depictions of different cultures. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is that doing? Yes, right. yes, some of them are shitty depictions or stereotypical yeah. depictions, but you know they are depictions of people of different cultures. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just <laughs> the fact that. Um, an author would even like mention other cultures. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, there's white supremacy there. That's that's the time we lived in. Right. I don't know. There was one more article that you wanted to dig yeah. into. So this is we're uh, almost out of time. So sure. this is actually written uh, from uh, the Netherlands. Okay. Right. And this is a uh, America exports cancel culture to the world. If the nether again, we we talked about this in our our a lot of our war. Yeah. <laughs> topics if the netherlands are coming out and <laughs> speaking out you know there's probably a problem right right <laughs> if exactly. the netherlands are are attacking there's a problem yeah yeah he goes on he says uh recently i was interviewed for a video for the dutch media outlet a popular news website in the netherlands topic was cancel culture which pre- refers to the social trend of ending or attempting to end an individual's career or prominence to hold them to account for violating moral norms the video was about uh, the uses and abuses of the new trend, including how cancel culture was rightly jettisoned, has je- rightly jettisoned reprehensible individuals like Harvey Weinstein from po- polite society. On the other hand, it has also discussed its excesses, such as the recent social media mobbing of J.K. Rowling. When did this article come out? This was in July of 2020. I was, really? Because yeah. I thought her thing was a couple of years ago. This no, says it's recent. Yeah. During my segment, I described how individuals use cancel culture to elevate their own social position. Three days after it was published, the video was taken down. 
I contacted the journalist who interviewed me, asking what happened. He replied that although the video gathered 176,000 views and was positively reviewed by viewers, his employer determined that it didn't meet their profile. He <laughs> it then... didn't line up with their agenda, <laughs> exactly. is basically what it's saying. Yeah. He then revealed that his supervisors believed the video was too sympathetic to the targets of cancel culture. In other words, a video about cancel culture was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It says Irony that... right there. Exactly. The social phenomenon is spreading beyond our shores. It is the latest American cultural export, referring to the canceled video. The Dutch sociologist Dr. Eric Hendricks had told me this would have never been unthinkable in the Netherlands a year ago. Over time, American influence has spread cancel culture here. The uh, political scientist Joseph Nye advanced the idea of soft power, or the ability to influence societies through seduction, persuasion, and pop culture rather than military power. Because America still has reputational prestige across the globe, other societies adopt the views of our credentialed class. These individuals have been manipulating language and norms for personal gain. The reason provided for why the Dutch video was banned is revealing. The economic, economi, the econ e economist, thank you, Tyler Cowen, has suggested that the purpose of media is simply to raise the status of some individuals and groups and lower the status of others. Taking the idea one step further, Cohen's fellow econ economist, Arnold King, was, has written, So much of political and economic debate is about which group and individuals deserve higher or lower status. Lowering another group's social status is the most powerful message of all. Is it more powerful than raising the status of those who one likes? The video was taken down because it did not do enough to d damage the status of cancel culture's targets. Consider the way of charges of racisms have been used to target individuals, people used to appropriately get rebuked or fired for expressing racist views. Today, though, people are getting canceled for not supporting the claim that America itself is irredeemably racist. Never mind that such a position is in fact a Kafka trap. Danger awaits no matter how you respond. If America is a racist country, and you agree, then you are admitting that more purging and re-educating must be done. However, if you disagree, proponents of cancer culture like this as evidence that you and others like you are more racist than you realize, and thus more purging and re-educating must be done. <laughs> so it all comes back around to the same. Exactly. The same, you're, uh, you're, you're damned ends. if you do. Yeah, so either you think that America is racist and we need to purge and re-educate, or you don't think, and that perpetuates the fact that you're racist exactly. and more um, purging and re-education exactly. needs to be done. The guidelines for what the writer Wesley Yang has termed the successor ideology has, are perhaps intentionally vague and maximize op, op, optionality for undercutting political adversaries. And status matters, particularly for those people evaluate beliefs and opinions. And this is a key reason why cancel culture has been so swiftly. The Nobel laureate economist John Harsanyi has said, apart from economic payoff, social status seems to be the most important incentive and motivating force of social behavior. One way people evaluate a claim is by checking the prestige of the source. Put simply, people believe higher status individuals have more credibility. In fact, a recent study led by Philip R. Blue in the European Journal of Social Psychology used financial incentives to understand the role of social status when it comes to trust. Um, alongside prestige, another way people decide whether to believe let, something. Let, let's uh, let's yeah. break down. Let's unpack that last sure. paragraph because that brought up an idea I didn't even think about. Yeah, we talked about. Oh shit! What were we talking about when 
Oh, we're talking about the whole um the the big brother type scenario. Like the right. uh, what what's that? The, Surveillance state. Right, right, right. That right. episode we did. Yeah. We talked about how in certain areas of China, like mm-hmm. your whole like everything right. was based on like your social status. Right, right. But, like your credit score was based on your social status. Right. Or you could be shamed. Remember the jaywalkers yeah. could be blasted up on right. billboards. Yeah. So, like, social status... It's the same thing. Yeah, and that's basically what this is saying, and I never even put that together. Like, the whole cancel culture is going to evolve into, like, Mm -hmm. everything you do is going to revolve around whether or not you fit into this tight box of social norms. If you get outside of that box, your social status is going to reflect, and then... um, that's yeah. that's going to affect whether or not you can do certain things. Yeah. That's going to affect whether or not you can uh, um, make certain financial mm-hmm. transactions. Well, and we see that with... I was just going to say, you see that with banks denying like currency to people denying you know like loans denying like access to their bank accounts yeah like what was the company that got completely shut out of their bank accounts because um or got shut out of their online like sales accounts and no access right. to their money yeah, because they supported donald trump yeah right just things like that it yeah and i never even put two and two together that, this article this paragraph right here mm-hmm. specifically said like it's all about social status yeah. and um this person was saying that um, you evaluate uh, a claim by checking on the prestige of the source. If you can knock mm-hmm. down their social status, well, then they're not uh, they're not really that right. um, like believable right. anymore. So they're they're using it to bully people to fit into their box of what's considered a norm. Yes, like what's socially acceptable. Yes, so, that's exactly yeah. what this is. Yeah. And we're running out of time. I mean, there's a lot more to this article. It's a good article, so we'll we can pl- post it. So. Yeah, I'll post this in the show notes. Um, definitely read through it. Um, that that paragraph though, there just kind of flipped a switch for me. It's just like, why yeah. why the hell is this happening? There it is, right there. This whole fitting everybody in a social norm box. Yeah. If you step outside, if you step out of line, we can shut you off. Yes, right now, like I said, right now we are living in a free society still. Yeah. Where we can still make it, we can still jump on another social media right. platform, but they're coming for those social media platforms. Right. You saw it with Parler. Yep. We we had talked about how they had claimed because we're still the independent media on right. on um, podcast platforms. Right. We're we're speaking out against some of these normal. Right. Um, but but we topics. also talked about how podcasts could be the next thing. Yeah, that's what I was getting right, at. Yeah. Like how they're like, well, white supremacists are finding new platforms with podcasting, right. so they're coming after the podcasters right. now. They want to box people in, mm-hmm. so we're all on the same page, right. we're all on the same narrative, because that's the only way collectivism right. works. Absolutely. Is yeah. if we're on the same page. And the reason I, I wanted to find that article is be, I was specifically looking to see, like, you know, is cancel, cult, cancel culture an American export, like, you know, and, and how widespread is it? Is it across the globe now at this point, which it sounds like it, it is. Well, but, it, well, it was, in China, it's huge. It's well, bigger right. than yeah. here. Like you can just cancel somebody just by hitting dislike on right. their, their social media status. Right. But, but, and, but that's China, right? As far as democratic, you know, states or democratic countries go, you know, it originated in the United States and it's been spreading across Europe and, and you know, it continue around the globe. And and it's going to be just everybody's going to have to fit into that box. Yeah. And that's that's what we want. That's and we talk about reeducation or mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And reeducation to me is 
the scariest part of all Absolutely, of it. Absolutely, right. Hey, we got to re-educate you to think different. I mean, people are calling for it after the right. election. They're yeah. like, well, we're going to have to re-educate these people. Yeah. Um, I mean, where do you go from here? How do you push back against a culture like this w- yeah. with where it's going? Well, like you said, fortunately at, at this moment, you know, there's there's other avenues, but I don't think you can rest on that laurel. I think you have to push back because mm-hmm. the more you allow people to be canceled, you're just giving you're empowering these groups to keep going after more and more people until there won't be any avenues left. Well, we've read a couple of points there where people were too scared to sta- state their own opinion of, mm-hmm. out of fear of being canceled. That's the whole premise of our show is you can't just sh- sit down and shut up because right. they tell you to because they say they disagree with you. What is yes. going on? We might have lost our stream, Gosh. but we'll just keep going because we're still recording. All right. Um, you can't you got you got to continue to push back against this. Right. It's the whole premise of like never stop talking. That's right. our whole yeah. mantra. Never stop talking because as the 40-year-old virgin puts it, <laughs> if you don't use it, you lose it. And Absolutely. It's more real now than even yeah. A year ago or nine months ago when we started this shit. Yeah. And and if you allow yourself to be silenced, you allow yourself to be canceled, then Eventually, you're going to have nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. You're going to either have to submit yourself to the box or submit yourself to re-education. Right. And, and just fall in line with all the other sheep because you you have given up. You, you've cut off your own balls at that well, point. Once, once you give up rights, you don't get them back. No, you don't. Like once you and stop pushing back against this that. this last year. Yes. Um, and I'm not talking about the Harvey Weinsteins of the world. No. I'm not talking no. about the shitty people that right. say racist the actual, bullshit. Right. Those the people, people that deserve, should be silent, exactly, and shut up. But if someone has a different opinion, right? And I'm not—it's like an, a political opinion, or um, you know, something about mask, or you think, you know, something about the election was fishy, right? Which we know that 36 percent of the American people did think something was wrong. I with. think it's more than that. I, I think it was too, but that's what the number that they're reporting. So, but you can say it, yeah. So, right. So, and I also see danger in. Um, wiping clean the shitty like or the the racist depictions of our past because right. we talked about 1984 where mm-hmm. they just completely got rid of right. all the past and nobody really knew what I mean you can control the present right. if you don't know what the past is I mean right. there it, it's scary to it to erase history just because right. you disagree with it they just need to accept the fact they did some shitty things and move on right we're going to create like a sociopathic society where, oh, no, we never did anything bad right, because yeah. it's all gone. It's all yeah, been erased. Exactly. Um, we're going to get out of here. We're probably well over our time. Um, get back in here for the weekend wrap up this weekend. Those we don't do live just yet. We may eventually. But um, check that out. That's when we uh, just do a kind of a recap of all the stuff that's going on in the world and around the country in the news that we didn't get time to talk about in the main episode. So check that out. Otherwise, get back here next Monday for another live. Exciting episode. Another exciting live episode. Same um, build time, same build channel. That. Exactly that. Whatever he just said. <laughs> um, we're going to get out of here. Have a great week. Uh, again, never stop talking. Because right now we still can. Um, Have a great week, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, 
Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media, on the run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast and Van Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking. <laughs>